Episode 176 of the Reptile Combo Podcast. We were so quiet for you. I know. I appreciate it. <laughs> I held my breath. I know Robert was waiting it's to just a breathe in. Contention every week. I kind of do it on purpose. Uh, on purpose. On purpose. On purpose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was wrong, Jason. There was no one waiting. There's yeah. no one waiting. They'll show up. Yeah. They well, do. and we'd also told them late last night that hey, we're changing a Wednesday. Yeah. My, my, my bad. My bad. The week before, he didn't put the podcast out until the day we did the next podcast. I you know, know what? You know what? It's free. That's 100% on James. It's too. free. People can get over it. Yep. I've done 176 of these things. We have one person. Okay, sorry. Boop, boop. And uh, they can get over it. So, we have our guest in, before we get to our sponsorship, our guest is sitting here. Our, our guest is in the uh, dark corner. Uh, one of these little days, we'll actually like hook up lights in front of us and it'll be professional. Yeah. That day's not today. Uh, our guest, though, is Jason Miloradovich. Our buddy from Colorado who happens to be in town. How's it going, Jason? Very well. So, I mean, he hasn't gotten me. tired of hanging out with us yet. That's so. true. We've been with Jason all day long. <laughs> Went to the zoo. We'll talk about that later. Uh, so I felt kind of bad. This this day was supposed to be, this week was supposed to be our friend Brittany Reed. Because I thought we had had Brittany Reed on our show in the past. and uh, We haven't. We haven't. We haven't. So I was a dick. I wondered why. I was a dick. I thought we had and we, and we hadn't. Uh, and so it was supposed to be this week. But then Jason was coming in town this week, and it's so much easier just to have him here in person than a time zone away in Colorado. So I, I pushed Brittany back two weeks, and I'll cook dinner for her. It'll be okay. Oh, you so didn't tell me I bumped somebody. Now yeah, I feel bad. Yeah, you should. You're your dick. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a hundred percent, James. Don't feel bad. But we'll have her on in two weeks, and we'll talk about some of her cool geckos. She's got these little chameleon geckos that are really cool. Mm-hmm. They've got like little sticks, and then uh, she's got those little viper geckos. Didn't she just get some really cool those snakes are cool. too? She just got the melanistic garter snakes, mm-hmm. and she's getting an eastern indigo, mm-hmm. and she's got all those uh, giant anoles, and I'm, that's the one I got the uh, green skinks from, the emerald skinks behind me from, so a right. whole bunch of lizard stuff in two weeks when we have her on. So, But screw lizards, tonight so we're talking about snakes. Uh, let's get through sponsor stuff. I was expecting... <laughs> oh, red tail hawks, fuck red tail hawks. That'll be Hayden. I just fucking hate red tail hawks. That is, that is Hayden. We, we gotta get Hayden. Hay- well, Hayden had some medical stuff come up, which is why she hasn't been on We'll get her at some point. She's on the list. And I'm going to take my anger out against all hawks on her hawk. Oh, Goose is great. I'm going to punch Goose in the face. A little bitter. <laughs> the fucking hawk that took down my drum. Oh, I forgot about the drum. I didn't. That's why we're bitter I will never hawks. forget about it. I was like, why the hell are we hating on you know, hawks? What look, happened I'm going to get a shirt with a picture of a drone and it says, never forget. <laughs> sell charity shirts. I can make that for you. Just a hawk attacking a drone. Totally a, t- a hawk attacking a drone in midair and just never forget. Oh. Uh, anyways. Jesus. Uh, go, Katie. All right. If you are looking for a high quality PVC rack, look no further. Or cage. Than, or cage. Then look no further. Or acrylic cages. Oh, my God. Look no further than Rolling Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. I thought you guys were going to interject. No, again. nope. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile show near you. Visit ellisreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. Robert did look like he had something to add. I was waiting for it, too. <laughs> no, he just waited to annoy Katie. Uh, also, Lil's Shop of Whores. That's L-I-L. Apostrophe. I always feel like I have to say that because it, it's hard for me to say Lil's without selling like little. 
Anyways, Little Shop of Horrors is a small feeder and pet supply business based in San Antonio, and they regularly schedule feeder meetups around San Antonio as well as other neighboring towns and cities. They offer shipping on their feeder insects, ice pods, and are working on starting shipping on their feeder rodents too. All feeders are raised on a nutritional diet that optimizes the health of the reptiles and amphibians that consume them. Reach out to Lewis over there at Little Shop of Horrors. Get you some feeder insects. I've got a whole freezer full of rodents from him right now that uh, I fed it some out. I had a ball python that was being a tricky eater, and he actually ate one. So maybe there is a difference in the food. Maybe he's just like, I don't like that shit from the other place that I ordered from. <laughs> maybe. I had to maybe. order mice, though, because uh, Lewis was not ready for for mice. He, he, he underestimated how many people want mice. Oh, there you go. He had crap tons of rats. Was not ready for mice. He's working on that, though. So check out Lil's Shop of Horrors. You can find him on Facebook. Uh, please give them a holler, if, especially if you're in the Texas area. He, I mean, he drove over to Houston for some meetups. That's how I got my rodents. So if you're in areas he may drive to, maybe you'll get some. Um, herps. Let's go to Herps. So, if you, before we go with some Herp show dates, if you are a whatever it is you do, if you pray, if you put positive energy outs or things like that, they did have a, a loss in the family. So if you could keep Sean and Lori in your thoughts that would i know they would really appreciate it they're dealing with a lot right now um but we do have some upcoming herp shows yes yeah, i was i was went back to the thing about the uh, thing with lewis and i keep forgetting there's a percentage off if you mention the podcast and i don't want to get it wrong because i don't want to be like you owe me more money because they said so give me a second Talk, talk some more sales. Oh, well, I can give you some Herp Show dates. So if you are in the Oklahoma City area, you can check them out July 29th and 30th. Corpus Christi is August 12th and 13th. Then in Bryan College Station, August 19th and 20th. Conroe, September 9th and 10th. Baton Rouge, technically Gonzales, September 16th and 17th. Waco, October 21st and 22nd. Lake Charles, November 4th and 5th. West Monroe, November 18th and 19th. Oh, I was ready. Go ahead. If you contact Lewis over at uh, Little Shop of Horrors and mention the podcast, you get 10% off your first order. There you go. So help us out. Help him out. Uh, Herps, Little Shop of Horrors. We're all, all right, we got all our sponsors. We're good. Yeah. We still haven't hung our sign back up yet. I promise I still love... Uh, my sign from the howdies uh it, it will get hung up i mean look there's there's brackets from where it was hung up and then someone's fucking chameleon came in and i mean i was honestly a little disappointed because i was really hoping to see it uh you can see it right we there. can plug see it in it? for you you can see the lights and everything That'd be great, yeah. <laughs> i mean that's pretty cool i'd love to see it lit up it really is an awesome sign It'll be a it's thing gorgeous later. yeah i don't even know where, the, where we have a free plug right now that we have so many animals back here okay now that part I'd, we may not have a plug I would like everyone to know that they are not joking when they said there's animals in every room in this house. They're yeah. literally everywhere. I even took yeah. him in the closet. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> not oh, like that. the Sambo's that are in there? Yeah. And the turtle? And the box turtle. That's leaving soon? Yep. End of the week, hopefully. If I can get into my classroom on Friday, everybody's going up there. I also have another snake that's in quarantine now, thanks to Jason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I now have a female uh, black Russian Samboa. Or Russian Samboa. It's a and Robert's one. got a pair, too. The best of the Samboas. Yeah, I don't care about Robert's. They're, they're not mine. I care about mine. Uh, I've got one. Don't be a dick, James. To go with my mail that I also have from Jason from two years ago. Yep. So, in like five years, I'll be able to produce some. How fast do they grow? Are they they can grow pretty fast. You'll be really? surprised. Like yeah. Kenyans? Yeah, like my Indians yeah. are taking forever. So I do cool mine in the wintertime, and that does slow it down if you do it. Um, like rubbers, where it takes forever to grow rubbers? because Yeah, I don't think it's necessary to cool them for the growing process, for the breeding. I think they do appreciate it. But yeah. I kind of like to start doing it with stuff young, just because that's that, 
realistically, that's what they're going to experience in the wild, you know? Yeah. Uh, so this show will be all over the place. It'll mostly be boa-based, because Jason does mostly boas because those are the best animals. <laughs> they really are. Those of you that have egg-laying shit. I do have a few ball pythons. Shh, but I don't, don't think we're ruin to speak it. About those. <laughs> don't ruin it. You sounded so cool until you said that, Jason. All right. Canal side exotics want to know if we got a new That's, camera. That is the anal side. Uh, That's just me. Thank you, though. <laughs> we, have, we have. It's the same picture. We are going to get a new camera at some point, but uh, they, they cost money, and the yeah. one I want, and the one I won't cost a lot of money, but uh, it will be coming. My new my replacement drone should be here soon. Like tomorrow. Tomorrow. Since if anybody was saying last week, and my drone got hit by a hawk. Fucking hawks. My drone will be here next week. So, anyways. Uh, so let's see what's going on. Anybody got anything else going on? So lately? our day, uh, we went to the zoo today. We hijacked Robert's kid. Took him we did. We took Robert wasn't going because it was um was sort of hot. No, Robert has to do work things. <laughs> Robert has this thing <clears throat> called work. He blamed work, but he also doesn't like that big bright thing in the sky because it's hot. Was it miserable today? Like it was I not. expected it, was, it to be. It was hot. <laughs> I mean, it was. Right, it's definitely hot if you're living in Colorado for a while. So, But we did, it didn't really get bad until after lunch. Nathan, I know we need like three more cameras and I've got little buttons here that would be great if I had them. But they. Um, but then there's a camera right on my face oh, there will and be I'm a, not okay with that. Right no, on the face. Uh, we will get them. You know, look, we've only done a few of these things. We're only on episode, and it's only a couple of them, like 176. Uh, so we'll get more equipment at some point. You know, if people joined our Patreon... Uh, you can join our Patreon if you want to. You can find a new camera. For, yeah, we got to do something for them to join the Patreon. You don't have to. They can just appreciate what we do already. True. <laughs> we do this. But then they could be like, well, now I do pay for your podcast. For, so we want For a for small $5 a month, if 50 of y'all do that. You can support a games list. <laughs> you can support a poor podcaster. A poor teacher. A poor teacher. Uh, we will get cameras at some point. I mean, probably around episode like 307. Uh, That's a very specific number. <laughs> Write it down. I have plans for that one. I'm like, okay, 37, 37. That is true. Nathan did already join our Patreon. He is one of the ones that helps pay for us being able to put this up so Katie doesn't yell at me as much when money comes out of our bank account. Yep. I think we, I am too. Are you? On your Patreon, right? I don't know, but so. if you are. I don't know how any of that works, so I'm not the person asking. I go in there and it says, hey, you have money, and then I, put it on your bank account. I will, call, I will message him. I will literally text him once a month and go, hey, this came out of our bank account. Do we have funds to cover it? And he's like, oh, I can transfer money. Hang on. Thanks because to Nathan. it's podcast stuff. I'm like, I'm not paying for podcast stuff out of my own pocket. Nathan is great at posting articles for us to read on our discussion group and giving us money each month to help cover this. Yep. He does good ones too. Like Yes. Yeah, like not crappy ones like some people. Katie. What did I share that you didn't like? I don't know. It's usually don't be an ass. goofy stuff. Anyways. Uh, so we went to the zoo today. We went to the Houston Zoo today. We took Robert's son, Logan, Jason, his wife, their three sons. Named. I'll get this. <laughs> no, I got, I got, I got this. Do I, you? I do. I you do. Don't. Ivan. Yes. Drake. Yes. And don't forget Lincoln. my little. There you go, my little Bam. buddy. Don't ask me to name the other kids. Uh, and then also, <laughs> and then it was also, not hard. Case, Emmeline, uh, Aniston. It's because you took time to learn the names. <sighs> You're such a. Bug. I didn't take time to learn the names. There was too many kids. She's got that teacher gift though. There were seven. Kids. There yeah. were seventy kids with us. <laughs> Don't ask me in a week. I might not remember it. But there were seventy of us. There, there were not. There were eight kids. That's a shit ton. They all kept up with name. each other though. It was beautiful. I forgot mine's name halfway through the day. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, and then your sister, her 
three kids. Mm-hmm. I had to do the math. Y'all had a crew. I know. And then mm-hmm. your mom. Yep. So, yeah. So it was a bunch of us. And then I got forced to drink a, we an icy. We were. It was so much fun. I, I was, loved it. I was forced to drink an icy. You like ICs. I like ICs, but I walked up to the thing and I asked how much they were. And they were more than I was willing to pay for an icy. And then someone's mom was like, oh, no, I'll buy you one. I was like, no, no, no. And then she forcefully bought me an icy. 13 bucks. Isn't that ridiculous? That's the zoo. Yeah. And then the, uh, I the told cup her to didn't save... even fit in there. You have to hold it yeah, at a weird angle yeah. so you can't even fill it all the way I up. I told her it... to save the cups because mm. you can take them back with you. And then it's only a $2 refill. That is true. That is the good part. It's a $2 refill the next time. That's and... like you go to an Astros game. It's like $9 for the, or it's like $13 for soon or soda, but you get a free refill. But then towards the end of the game, the employees don't give a shit anymore and just go up there and they fill it up again. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of not worth it, but sort of is. Yeah. So, so, yeah, we take our cups every time we go. The Astros, who uh, are one game out from first place, John Grant, if you listen to this, because <laughs> he's a big Rangers fan. Oh, so so we were there all day at the zoo. It was uh, <clears throat> it was the cool look. It was the coolest day of the week at like probably 95 <laughs> instead of 100. Yeah. So yeah. the indoor just, exhibits were amazing. There, there was <laughs> early in the day, there was a breeze. There, yeah. And so in the shade with the breeze. It was not horrible. Uh, towards the end, it was it was time to go. There wasn't a lot active on the outside stuff because of the heat, but we did see some really cool animals. So. Yes, I'm trying to think the reptile. I, the, so I talked about it before the Fiji banded iguanas. Now I'm super excited to see the Fiji banded iguana again. But a little tiny croc monitor. They need a bigger croc monitor. Also, it's a letdown. It will grow. Yeah, but I want to see it bigger now. But that's not how that I'm impatient. Works. Uh, the the letdown at Arzu though is the alligators. I'm let down by how small the alligators are. Like Should at least have a big. Yeah. There's not there's not a big crocodilian at our zoo here. No, you got to go to Croc Encounter. Yeah, with Chris that is true. Go that. south and go there to see Blanco, who used yeah. to be there. Yeah, you get Blanco. Blanco, whatever. I'm sorry, did I say it, Blanco? They have my nephews do the summer camp there every year, and they were telling me that they have a young leucistic there now too. Mm-hmm. Do they? We saw it. No, we saw Blanco, the big one. The big one, but no. yeah, they said that there's actually a small one that they were they could hold and whatever. So. I don't remember seeing a small cool. one. I'm well, it's been a year since we've been. We got to go again. Mm-hmm. It's well worth it for when anybody in the hot. area. That's one of the most fun places to go. Yes, because he also has seventy thousand we Chinese for, alligators. We went for Mother's Day, it and was it was a lot of fun. that's cool. It, it was, was ridiculously hot. hot that day. It was very. But hot he had seventy thousand Chinese alligators. It was not quite that many. You were very dramatic today with your numbers. You wanted us to park in the back of the parking lot at the Houston Zoo. That's like a mile away. It was not a mile away. It was in the shade. A mile yeah. away. The shade. Did you park in the back of the parking lot, Jason? We were right out in the middle. And look, well, that what was happened. the unsafe we spot, right? <laughs> we were right. Yeah. Unfortunately, middle. Jason's car got broken into at the zoo today. Yeah. Luckily, my wife is also a teacher, so her wallet had all of thirty-five dollars in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was no cash in my wallet except for a two-dollar bill when they when they got mine. So. Too bad. Those are worth saving. Yes. I, I told Kate, if I ever find somebody digging through my car, they will not walk away from my car. I told her, I will go out there, I will break their legs, I will get in my car and drive away. They will be left broken in a parking lot somewhere. You know, a zoo, though, is like such a it's a good place for them to do it because they know you're not coming back for a while. Yeah, you'll be able to walk away. Assholes. It is. Yeah. I hope Crazy. they get herpes. The gift that keeps on giving. They probably already have it. That's true. <laughs> I was going to tell Jason the story at dinner, but I forgot. So I'll tell you now. So I was telling him that we'll get to reptiles at some point. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Time, whatever. We never <laughs> a whole day yeah. looking at reptiles. Come on. Um, I was telling them that, you know, the zoo museums, movie theaters, hospitals, and funerals are huge for, for car burglaries. But there was a ring going around where I was a cop at years ago. when My great uncle died and they would look in the obituary, see what time the funeral was. And then they would go to the gas station, no. call, call, you know, survived by my grandpa's name was Robert Weber. Survived by Robert Weber. 
They go look him up in the phone book because old people have, you know, house phones still. Call two or three times, nobody answers. Uh, they go there and kick the front door in. Jeez. My grandpa would not leave the house after that for several years. He's like, nope, they come in here again. They Just ain't sitting in a chair with a shotgun. Pretty much. Oh, my God. <laughs> slow yeah. slow though to hit somebody when they're down like that. I mean, he that's- was pissed. Yeah. Kicked it in. Of course, he was mad at me because you goddamn cops, y'all are never where we need y'all to be. Well, Grandpa, you know, I was at the funeral with you. So <laughs> it should have been home guard in the house, right? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So, anyway, so you guys saw lots of cool animals there. You got to see the new Galapagos exhibit. Which, yeah, it was pretty cool. Which is nice, isn't it? Doesn't have very many Galapagos animals. There's like one Galapagos was- species there, but other than that, it's great. Because <laughs> it's the only one allowed off the island. Yeah, it's, that's it. But but there were some big tortoises. That was kind of cool oh, to see. Oh, yeah. 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 I love the new sea lion exhibit. It's massive. Mm-hmm. Especially like compared to their old swimming pool they used to have. So on the drive home, my kids questioned everybody in the car was what was the favorite animal to see. Do you guys have a favorite? I always enjoy the red pandas, but they were asleep today. They're always asleep. Not always. Always. Sometimes they're awake. I got I to wanna... see the anteater today, and I haven't gotten to see and the anteater for a while. And that was active. That was kind of cool. Yeah, he was on the move. I want to go do the, um, like the zoo after dark sometime. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, we've got the zoo brew, the brew at the zoo coming up in September. Yeah. So where you get drunk at the zoo? It yeah. is actually. So it's 21 and older. And so they have passes where you pay, it's like $45 a person. And then that gets you your passes for all the beer at the different things. Or you can just pay $35 if you're the designated driver. Oh, and sweet. then you don't get Too the... Let's not get high at the zoo because then I might be interested. <laughs> but I don't yeah. drink. So. They that's do, uh... that's uh, in Colorado. Yeah. That's their zoo. <laughs> they do a bunk at the zoo. Well, they did. I, I was looking into it before COVID, but I thought my boys would love that to be able to go actually like have a camp out at the zoo. You know, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. They do that here. Of course, I sleep you don't on the ground. I might not be getting yeah. back up. But. She's loud enough. She doesn't need She's just screaming in the background. They can hear through like, the airwaves. I was trying to fix my headphones. You can turn all microphones off, my off things here. Yeah, no, our zoo does that. You can sleep. They do overnights on sleep specific with the nights. Fishes. And, well, depending on how big your group is, is where in the zoo they put you. Um, I thought that would be fun. And you can, mm-hmm. like, if you're in a scout group, you can say, hey, our scout group's going to come and do this. And so the whole group can come. You get there at like six o'clock in the evening and then you're there all night. You, you sleep there. They feed you breakfast the next day and then you take your stuff to the car before the zoo opens. Hopefully exotic meats, right? And, <laughs> right. Know. Whatever died that day. And, right. then, <laughs> and then you have hey, the whole giraffe, day. Uh, yesterday. <laughs> he had an accident. So Whoa. there you go. So Liz uh, taught fourth grade for 11 years. And so she did an open. That was my bad. You already yelled at, you yelled at me about doing that Don't too. hit the microphone. I know, don't touch it. I should. I can't talk with my hands. So she did the Denver uh, History Museum, and mm-hmm. she would take all the – so the whole fourth grade class would go and have a camp out. And then um, COVID hit. They yeah. stopped doing it. Yeah. Right when my oldest was ready for fourth grade. We so she never got today. Yeah. She never got to do it with one of our Because Moody Gardens here was uh, our daughter's school. You could go spend the night in Moody Gardens. They would drive four and hours to do this trip. Of course, she COVID was when – was her year. It was her year, and then she, she didn't get to do it. it. That's a bummer, yeah. So we didn't get to see Moody Gardens, so we moved here and went to Moody Gardens with us. Yeah. Oh, I was but, thinking, why did it take four hours? That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it was in yeah, Louisiana. Yeah, you were still yeah. in Louisiana. Okay. So, uh, but anyways, so we get to our favorite. What was your family's consensus of their favorite animals? So I'm trying to remember what all the kids said now, because they all had different things. I his know mic, Liz. Okay, his mic is on. I don't I don't know. Am I and not that's close enough? That, I think you need to make more love to the mic. It's supposed to get real close. Yeah, you gotta like lick it before you stick it. No. You make faces like that, but uh, never mind. Stop it! <laughs> so the um, the leaf tail gecko. I'm trying to remember the whole name of it. She that was her favorite. There was a uh, what, what was it? The one with the um, really light eyes you could kind of see through. I don't know. Leaf. I'll just be on leaf tail gecko. 
Yeah, when I'm walking was through it the, the uh, I'm like, yeah, go, leaf, yeah, keep going. Leaf fringed. Fringe tail leaf. Fringed. Fringed leaf tail gecko. Yeah. That was her favorite. Um, That's cool. My, mine is probably the Fiji banded iguana, just because it's the only time I've ever seen one in person is at the zoo here. So today was my first Bolin's python. Really? And I thought that was pretty fun to see just because they're kind of a big deal right now, you know? Yeah, when we've talked about it, the, the problem with Bolin's is that it is 100% on. It is. I just turned it off I can and back see, on. But maybe I, can, I need to, is this nope. better if I move? I don't care what he says. I can see it on here moving, so I know that it's recording. So at least the recorded version will be fine. And he's Australian. He doesn't count. Maybe your Don't voice, be ugly. Your voice just doesn't travel that far. He's also very short, so maybe it's going right over his head. James. What? I, don't, I love Luke. <laughs> uh, but no, the Fiji, I like the Fiji just because I've never seen it. The Bolins is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Fiji's, I mean, we can't... Bolins, you can, if you have the fucking money, you can at least own them here. Yeah. Like the Fiji, you can't even own here. Nope. How come? Because they're protected where they are and because of the way that our... Can't you own them in Canada? Just yes. say CITES. Because of CITES. And, oh, okay. And they don't all work at the same... Yeah, we get fucked. Just like in Texas, we're not allowed to have any Diamondback Terrapins at all. Oh, yeah. I knew that one. Uh, he sounds upset about that. Yes. Is that a sore point? It is <laughs> well, for all of yes. us. Because if, if I could own if an I aquatic could own turtle... anything aquatic... Yeah. I do like the Matamatas, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. But I love the personality of Diamondback Terrapins. Yeah. They're so fun. They're because great. they're native here and they're protected... Texas Parks and Wildlife protects things at a species level. So all the subspecies are included. And they're well. fucking native from like New Jersey yeah. to here. So like you could get them from anywhere along the way. Unlike the dumbass last week that was trying to argue with me that a black panther in South America is a different species from a regular jaguar. What? And I'm like, no, it's the same That's fucking the same species. Thing. It's just a different and the same version. animal. And it's yeah. not even and like and Black Panther's not even really a thing. Because the whole question in the group in our, our Black Panther group was hypothetically, if I was sitting in a deer stand and a Black Panther ro- walked by and I shot it, I would be perfectly legal because that's an invasive species. And no, not if it. Jaguars are protected in Texas because they are native here. There hasn't been one seen since the forties. I feel like no one understands the definition of invasive species. Right. If it walked here yeah. naturally. Not fucking invasive. Like, I can't understand right. when people go, coyotes are invasive. No, they're fucking not. You killed all the other predators and they naturally he walked here. here. Well, and he, he kept arguing, like, it's different than a regular a regular jaguar. No, it's not. It's the same fucking species. Look, and I like, showed them. There's melanistic jaguars. Yeah. And because even when we talked about the jaguar day and we didn't see it because it was fucking hot and it was smart and inside, you were like, is it a black one or is it a spotted one? Because mm-hmm. they're the same thing. I don't right. know. I've never actually seen Ours it. Ours spotted. I've seen it. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it. But they really are. It's just a pattern variation. Yeah. It's like just like an eater. I asked, I literally just asked James, do they even still have and an eater? And then it right across. And it starts walking in front of the glass. I'm like, oh, it does exist. The giant anteater. I was so yeah. excited. Yeah, those are cool. <laughs> Uh, we got to see. Uh, we didn't see. We saw one otter on it. There are three different species of otters at the zoo. We saw one. Well, one of them was closed for maintenance. And I don't know where the small clawed otters were because I didn't see them inside the building. So all no. we saw were the American otters. That's it. Yeah. Huh. Everybody loves them. And the pelicans. Hearing our story about the zoo that you didn't gorillas, to. where the gorillas all out everywhere. Dude, so we watched a big male gorilla go to the back of the inside room, grab the biggest fucking armful of hay, bring it all the way to the front on two legs. Plop it on top of this platform and then like spread it out. Yeah, and then he looked, he looked around, jumped off, grabbed some more hay from off the bottom, put it up there, spread it out, 
laid down, took a nap. Yep. Oh yeah. And faced away from us because he's like, yeah, I'm just going to pretend you guys aren't here. (laughs) That, that new gorilla, I say new, it's like three or four years old now. That new gorilla exhibit is awesome there. It is. Because you're down in that little cave where they're at. Well, and you've got an outside area and you go inside their building and inside their building, you can view the outside, but then there's also another area Mm -hmm. off to the side and then you go outside and there's more to see. All right. So were you guys weirded out by the chimp that was plucking his own hair and eating it? Yeah, that was weird. That was Because I didn't see that he had like bugs no, coming out with it. It looked like, like he was like, literally just picking the hair like, off his inner thigh and shoving yeah, it in his, his mouth. inner thigh and then he just eat it. And I'm like, that's... He was emo. Fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> so you and I were talking, Jason, earlier about the gorillas because, look, they are a definitely a higher order thinking animal. They, they're they very smart and they know that they're in captivity and they know... And so many Chips people... Do. Yeah. And, and, they, and, and so many other animals do. But and so that's when people like Peta, I fucking hate Peta, want to badmouth the zoos about how they're horrible because they do these these animals. But we talked about it. If, if these kids don't walk in and see that gorilla three inches away from them, they yep. will never give a shit about that gorilla. Dude, if you haven't watched Chimp Empire on Netflix, I have not. Dude, that shit is so good. They spent four hundred and fifty days, I think, following every trip. day. Was following, it that, the big one, the, uh, uh, the largest one, the Embogo. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. It's the largest. I've largest seen. Trip. I've seen stories I'm on them before. And so they like. I've watched them you know, hunting parties. They, like, they kind of like uh, focus in on certain chimps and like because they all have names, and uh, it is one of the best documentaries ever. It's the same guy who did my octopus teacher. Yeah, he did the the chimp empire, and yeah. uh, it is. It's like three or four episodes, and I highly, highly it's recommend on Netflix. watching it. Yeah, I'll check yes. that out. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's a, a Netflix show. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they did it. Yeah, it's from 2023, so yep. it's from April this of this year. year. Yeah. Yeah. It says exploring the fascinating world of the largest chimpanzee society. It's, it's every, he just explained it. What's uh, Luke talking about? His dick. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a his own. His own dick. Yeah. Oh, I thought he meant the. And I've seen pi- I've seen his wife, so he may be right because he's not. <laughs> he's not much to look at. He's about four foot two. Oh my god. Um, he's not slightly roundish. Is it prehensile like an elephant? <laughs> but his wife, his wife is way beyond the his. The first thing Logan told me when he came home today, he's like, "Hey, Dad." The rhino had his dick out. Yeah. <laughs> he was swinging it around. Yeah, yeah. Totally <laughs> like, missed that. All right, well, who's brought my kids over to see it? <laughs> right. Well, because you know your, your wife, walk, your wife walks up and goes, "Look at the rhino's dick." And I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Your youngest one was telling me all about how the oldest one like took some video of some animal peeing at some zoo. And then took pictures of his balls. And yeah. thought it was funny. And I'm like, this is life with boys right here. Yep. Uh, so the Denver Zoo has uh, the Asian elephants like we have here, which was well, kind of we, lead we to learn about that. Yeah. That one of our male Asian elephants that I actually knew because I've seen them at our zoo before is now at your zoo. Yeah. So they have, um, it's like a group of bachelors. They had a specific name they for it. They said it was the biggest bachelor herd, I think, in yeah. the country. So anyway, there's always these males out there, and sometimes you'll see one that's separated, and I don't know if it's maybe they're wanting to breed, and they, you know, there's an aggression issue, but sometimes they're in big groups. But we see this one one day, and it's got this this huge ball. Damn, I did it again. Talk with my hands. So anyway, we're like, oh, check it out, boys. This thing's over there, like kicking this ball around. It's like playing soccer. Let's go look. Well, it had its junk out, and it was whacking the ball with its penis. That's how it was kicking it. And we're like, and so I'm like running my kids over there. You gotta see this one, boy. I've heard of a shuttlecock before, but never. Jeez, oh, Elvis, like, look what I can do. Yeah, yeah. you know uh, why? You know why he was doing that, right? Because he could. Because he can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was showing off. Yep. We were talking about giraffes today, and I think it was your youngest was I'm telling sure us how thinking. much giraffes weigh when they're born. And I was like, yeah. And when they're born, they just drop. Yeah. 
I'm like the mom literally standing Like six there, feet. Yeah. And they drop. Right, can you choose a distance from the microphone? Sorry. I can. Yeah. It's like this. Just Katie. We're here. And yeah. I'm so sorry. Because she she's great the to me. In her hand. Huh? She's right next to me though. She sounds so fine to me. I can watch the audio thing just like go down and go up. Go down and go up. It's because it moves farther away. It's because I'm this chair. I'm going to blame the chair. You can blame it all you want. It's on the chair's fault. The chair didn't move your microphone away from your mouth. <laughs> Hush, James. If it did, we need to make some money off that fucking chair. Yeah. Anyways, something else. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. So they are different giraffes too than what we have in Denver. We have a, you know, there's different. Those species. are articulated. We I think we have articulated giraffes here. I think so because their pattern's very different. I don't yeah. know what kind we have, but it was kind of neat. It's it's neat visiting a different zoo and just seeing different things than what you have at home, or even different enclosure setups. Because even the things that were duplicates, so to speak, there were. Well, that's, we as someone who works at zoos, has worked at a zoo, I look at enclosures and the setup and all that stuff a lot different. I don't just go, oh look, a giraffe, and walk off. I look at like where the keepers come in and how all that stuff is set up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, we looked at when we were in the snake house and we talked about how, you know, so many people would get pissed if they saw the cohab exhibit, but they had the one where it's a rattlesnake, a copperhead and rat snakes all together. And they've been all together for, but a it was a time. huge cage. Yeah. Yeah. Or the retic cage, which is like two, two rooms. I mean, it's, it's massive. That retic cage is huge. Oh, that one where you first yeah, walk if in. If you had to guess, what is it? Probably 15 feet by 25 feet. And then another 12 feet tall. Or 12 feet. Yeah. It's with. It's, Climbing areas. It was big. It's bad. I mean, it's got a tree pool. in there. It's got a huge pool in there. I mean, there's two 16, 17 foot retics in there, and they look small. They were pretty compared big, to the yeah. exhibit. So, what what still blows my mind is that the white alligator used to live in there. Yeah. That's not an alligator exhibit. Nope. That's why he couldn't swim when he got to Chris. Yeah, Chris. Well, that's probably why he didn't do well. Because I, I mean, you probably remember visiting him, but he never moved. Never like, moved. He laid in one spot all the time. Yep. I told you, Chris told us a story when they first got the white alligator and they took it to there and they put it in the pond. He sank straight to the bottom. He sunk. Down like ass first, he said. Yeah. He was like like a cork. Well, that that pond though is what two feet deep. The one that they had him in at the zoo. Yeah, Maybe. so he probably yeah. never had to yeah. use those. No, he forgot how to swim. And yeah. Chris said it was like an hour later, and the zookeeper was still there, and he was like, "If this alligator dies, I'm in a lot of trouble." He said and they looked out there a little while later, and he was cruising. He finally through. came back up. Finally they, thought, they thought he drowned. They yeah, thought, go find the new guy and be like, "Sorry, man, you're going in after him." Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so. It was fun. I, I enjoyed the day at the zoo. It was great. Um, but I'm also I'm one of those that uh, growing up, if we were in a town with a zoo, it didn't matter what the weather was, we went. I've been to so many zoos in the rain and the cold and the hot because I'll go to a zoo It was anywhere. the only day you have to go. Yeah. Well, and sometimes it's nice because there's less people there. Today was and, like the reptile uh, house was not packed. It was not, yeah, not at all. It was The zoo bad. was not packed Even today. with that school group or whoever it was. It was, it was the zoo, zoo camp. camp. Okay. But uh, but yeah, sometimes you go on like um, maybe not a super hot day, but I've I've gone to Denver on cold days, and a lot of the animals are more active. Yeah, there's less yeah. people there, so the zookeepers you can interact and talk to them a little bit about their animals, and that's a lot of fun. So I had a, I had a blast today. It was well, good. here you're more likely to see the tigers when it's cold. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're more likely. To see, obviously, the snow leopards come out more when it's cold. They were off exhibit today. Were they? Because too hot for them probably to be out. The, Lincoln was upset today. we didn't see the tigers. That's his. Yeah, he his was. Yeah. Although I think was I recovered at dinner because the every week you get like a Houston Zoo email if you're members, and the animal of the week was the tiger, and so they had a video of him getting a popsicle, so he got to watch that at dinner, oh, and he thought that was kind of cool. The. Uh kicking cables and wires. We're going to plug something in a second with my feet. Anyways, the uh, the bear was playing in the pool because it was hot, so he was playing around in the pool. That was cool. Which bear, black or brown? The brown. They only have, well, no, it's a black bear. 
Oh, but it's the it's brown, brown black. It's the brown color the, version. We don't, have any, we don't have any brown, but we don't have any grizzlies. There's three different versions. Bears. We don't have any grizzlies anymore, huh? No, it's mm-hmm. just black bears. There's three There's brown color ones, black bears. Well, you have brown black bears. You have black black bears. You have blonde black bears. You cinnamon, have cinnamon. Silvers. Yeah. there's. Yep. I've never seen a silver. Yeah, they have some silvers like in uh, Western Canada. Oh, wow. So, anyways, that was our trip to the zoo. So, I want to go over our question that we posted this week that we made Jason give us last night. <laughs> Uh, it says, what do you do to stay motivated or keep your enthusiasm when the workload of your collection gets to be too much? Now I will say for a podcast that loves to post the question like 24 hours before we record with a guest, our listeners are amazing at responding. Don't give them that credit. No, I am. Some of those people are, I mean, they blow up my phone with responses. I mean, some of those people are Douglas Ray white, so don't give them his response is fabulous. I am. I, to be honest, I didn't even go and look and read what the answers were yet. I figured okay, I'd okay, them I now. So don't. we're going to go over them now, and then we'll go over our our answers here. We well, actually have one to contribute to this week. So, and then uh, I guess before we start, yeah. what made me think of that? It's a lot of prep to go on a on a vacation. So with the drive time when we come down here, you know, we're gone for about eight or nine days usually. And I like to have my snake room all clean so the reptichip stays hydrated better. Well, you've got rainbow boas that you can't always... Yeah, so the rainbow boas have to get two bowls because in the off chance that they get in one and spill it or flip it, you know, I want a backup in there. And um, it's it's just difficult. Like, it ends up being a lot of work. I'm also prepping at my day job to get things ready to be gone for a week. And so sometimes I do feel a little bit of that burnout. So for me personally, you know, I had two litters of boas born... Uh, the first day we got here, which is frustrating, <laughs> right? But that that is one thing that does keep me going is find new babies and having new things like that. But well, then we'll talk about that litter in a little bit. I don't talk about that litter of boas. That was kind of cool. Okay, so we'll get to those. Oh, it's secret. I don't talk about it. <laughs> My corn snake is like crazy. Act- been checked, yeah. That one. Uh, that one also goes time. to the classroom. That one okay. is so. Super uh, active Robin me. Williamson says she takes a breath, uh, reminds herself, "I chose this life, and it could be worse. I could be living without them." Okay, I get that. Pierce Plowman said, personally, I adjust my time to handle the workload. Staying consistent is key. Skipping one day means the next is going to be double the work. And for me, the collection, it takes me one step. Uh, it takes me one step over obsession, and that's passionate. I read that right. That just feels weird in my head. Uh, I could be in my animal room all day, every day. I will say, it's very easy to skip a day, and then the next day go, uh, I'll do it tomorrow. And the next day, you do it tomorrow. And then you end up realizing you skipped a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you're like, oh God, I have so much to catch up or, on. Or you go in and, and so say you have rainbow bowls, right? And you know they need water. And the bare minimum you do is you go in there every few days and just make sure it's topped off the water. And then you don't do anything else. And it's very easy to get in that. When I was a zookeeper, I was the absolute worst reptile keeper at That's home. That's because you were doing it all day. day. Yeah, yeah. It was hard to go home, go home and go, oh, I'm going to go clean animal cages now. But now the only time I get to see animals are my collection. So it's, it's a lot easier now. But yeah, skipping a day. So I've also, well, I'll get to my advice, but we'll go through here. Uh, Mark, Mark Anderson, Anderson had the best response. Did. He said, listen to your podcast and get motivated. I love it. Yeah, I'm sure we are motivating tons <laughs> of people. So I listen a lot when I'm in my snake room is when I like to have it on, you know? Yeah, we're here talking about... I feel like I'm kind of part of the conversation, you know? It does kind of keep going, yeah. Well, that's good. That is kind of going... Hold on. Do you talk back to us, though? Because when I Unfortunately, I do sometimes, So when I listen to teacher podcasts, they'll start talking, and I'm like, yes! And I'll start talking back to the podcast, like, they... You sound silly when you realize it. I know! I do that all the time. I totally... When someone... I listen to a reptile podcast, and they'll ask a question about something I do know the answer to, I will say it out loud. So how irritating (laughs) is it when you hear somebody say something wrong? though they give the wrong advice or they 
call oh, yeah. something the wrong name. Yeah, no, and you, I get angry and yes. argue with them. Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, but I do. I do like, so it's weird. Hmm. I, I've said since I, listen, I do a podcast, I, I listen to way less podcasts now that I do a podcast. But when I used to listen to a lot of them, I mean, I felt like I knew, like the guys over at Morelia Python Radio, I felt like I knew them pretty well because I'd listened to the podcast. So it felt like you're there with them because they have a very easy flowing well, that, podcast. That's how I stalkered my way into this. I was like, I really like that podcast. I'm going to that guy. <laughs> well, so wait a minute. So you're saying when you listen to like true crime podcasts or whatever, that you're not like, no, that is garbage. That is not how this would work. Like no, you don't talk back to your podcast? Not at all. Not even a little bit. I don't what? believe him. Weird ass. I don't not, believe not him either. Even, I'll yeah. be like, damn, that's fucked up. Like if they like, like you just have an opinion. But you like, I just listened to no one where some girl stabbed her mom 153 times in the bathroom while Shit. her little freaking pussy of a dad was outside going, "Please stop beating your mom up!" Instead of kicking the door in, even Logan's in the truck going, "Kick the door in, dude." <laughs> See, Logan's See, talking Logan to talks it. back to until, the podcast. until blood starts coming under the door, and he realizes, "Oh shit, something's wrong," and he still didn't kick the door in. No. And she comes out. Wait, that's a blood. real story? Yeah, 100. percent It was in Florida. Believe it or yeah. not. <laughs> I no, I mean, yeah. no, it's in Colorado. It's in Colorado. Oh, really? High. Yeah. High. Uh, she's in the girls in like uh, she had like a mental break, and little hundred pound Asian girl stabbed her mom one hundred fifty something times, seventy in the face. Damn! Imagine the insanity. Anyways, that's way yeah, too let's, many let's times. Away from that craziness. So, anyways, <laughs> but uh, and the guys over at the Herpes Culture Podcast, I felt like I knew them very well, and then I actually met them in person. And it was much easier because that's one thing I like about this podcast is I feel, I want people to listen to it and feel like it's just a conversation and not. You know, we listen to some podcasts out there that are very, hold on, that are very, uh, I don't want to say structured, because structure is not a problem. It's not even that. They're scripted. Yeah, it's very scripted, and it doesn't They have an outline that they're following, and they're, oh, we're spending too much time here, and it doesn't have a conversational flow. We're normal. That's, we're not, there's nothing normal about any of us. Uh, but it just doesn't feel natural to me I to try. like try to, I don't know, if we don't get to it, we don't get to it. And we'll fucking get to it next time. Now, I would like to say, though, that when you started this podcast. It was. You had a, this is the order that I want to talk about things. And then you ended up with Robert and I, I for co-host. But I just enjoyed, that one down I enjoyed the conversations way more. So when we did Pint Size, I totally had like three pages of notes and kind of an outline to talk about rubber boas for that first time. And then after that, because like, I, I felt like it turned into a conversation, went really well. So I was like, ah, screw it for the rest of it. I just, I did, yeah. I maybe read Wikipedia real it quick. Was in, it was in Aurora. Oh, okay. Aurora. Yeah. Aurora. That's uh, where Wayne's World is. Not in Colorado, though. No. Uh, just outside of Denver. But yeah, so in my Pine Size podcast, there's like nine episodes out there. You can go listen to that. We, we kind of quit doing that one. But that, I, I feel bad. That was a good one. But you're right. We talked about it earlier. There were three of us as co-hosts. All three of us were in a different time zone. And then our guest was sometime in a fourth time zone. It was a struggle. And yeah. it, it was rough. We had a lot more I wanted to cover. So I'm a little disappointed about some of that. Know, like we I, never touched on Rosie. But you know, if you were to move to Texas, you'd be here. That's one less time zone. <laughs> it would be easier to do this. Not only do you have your sister is now harping on you, but you have James. I've been bothering on like two years yeah. to move here. So it's. <laughs> My sister's been sending me list listings while we were at dinner. Yeah. Oh, she got real excited at lunch today. When no, she the realized. other sister was. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one that was at the zoo with us today got real excited when she found out that James was also trying to get you to move to Texas. She was like, yes, you're on See, our And then side. you just come into studio and we can do pint size here. We'll just make Travis call in from West Virginia. He could just move to move to Travis and fucking move in. Oh, do wow. that. Uh, <laughs> no, I would like to get back to doing pint size. It's just, I said before, it was hard for me to schedule guests because once I schedule guests for this, I'm like, well, I have a guest here and then I have to find another guest. It was always tricky. So I was a little surprised how hard it was to get guests. I thought people would kind of jump on it when we offered it to them. And I had quite a few people that uh, they'd say, yeah, but you know, not now, maybe in six months or so. And it's 
so many people are afraid. And I, I had some people that never got back to me. I had other people flat out tell me no. I, I was very surprised by it because I thought we had some, I thought we had a good idea going anyway, yeah. you know, but. Yeah. Well, it's funny, especially, so we'll do interviews at shows and we'll do, take it to a show and we'll do interviews there. And it's, it's sometimes very tricky to people because they're like, is there a camera? There's no camera, which is audio. And like, I don't know what I'll talk about. I don't want to, and then we'll finally talk them into it. And afterwards, like, oh, well, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Like, it's never fucking as it. No one's ever left the podcast going, oh my God, that was horrible. Well, we all like talking about reptiles. And it's, um, I'm sure you guys are just like me, but when you're like at a normal day job, you can't do it. Nobody cares. People glaze over. So when you get around other reptile people, it is an easy conversation oh, yeah. to have. Yeah. So um, if, we, if we can get someone on the podcast once we're doing it, they're fine. They're great. It's just getting them on. So, anyways, I'd like to do pint size again. But let's get back to uh, some of these other ones. The Howdy, she's actually Howdy says, uh, be present and know that I chose to do this. Not worry about how much of the mountain of dirty enclosures there are first thing in the morning. Rather, each clean and fed animal is properly cared for and on to the next. That and the reptiles pay all the bills. So, I know I can't hesitate or take it easy or I don't eat. That, that is true. So, so they're 100% reptiles. So it is it is their day job, essentially. Yeah, but they're also not... They don't focus cube. They don't focus cube. So she's building oh, cages. Oh, okay, okay. And taking care of... She's got a croc monitor. Oh, so they have a full-time job that's outside of normal hours. Those two else, work about so. 35 hours a day. I don't yeah. know how they fit it in there. Wow. <laughs> that is a 100% factual statement. But they work like 35 hours a day. Have you seen? They're, they have two Dobermans. And they're working on like different training things with them. No. Yeah. So they, I don't know why, but they're trying to get them to like sit on a box. And the one picked it up. I'm sure that there's like a reason. I want, I want her to do that with the croc monitor. But there's the one Doberman picked it up super. It's like a big wooden crate. Ashley, howdy, if you're listening, I need and, you to teach your croc monitor and to do this. And the one got it like super fast. The other one was struggling a little bit. But yeah, it's just slow. so funny. Like they'll post, you've got pictures of them from their shop and then you've got pictures of them with the lizards fishing. and then the fishing and then the dogs and i don't know how they sleep so i'm trying know. to get better about posting more stuff about my reptiles because that is one thing that takes a very much a back seat so when mm -hmm. i'm busy in the snake room and i'm cleaning a lot of cages i forget to take pictures sometimes but you know i just i don't and then I don't know. I, have, I now have my media. photo booth permanently set up in my snake room. So now maybe when I'm cleaning a tub, a tub, I can throw it in the photo booth, get a picture and post it up. And that actually helps because you have somewhere to put it yeah. while you're cleaning the tub. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, our friend Danielle said, I set little goals for myself, uh, refill 10 water bowls, deep clean five enclosures, miss geckos, etc., And I assign a little treat to myself for each goal. She says, there are certain snakes I love interacting with and handle them uh, the most. So I'll make my treat extra handling uh, with that snake. I if love her it. so much. <laughs> uh, but it's, it, it is, if you do little things, I've always said, if you, so if you, not everybody has a reptile room, but if you have a reptile, whatever, if you have a reptile room too, every time you go there, do something, mm -hmm. just something. Even if it's just like you change one water bowl, that's one less water bowl you have to do later on. If you clean one tub, just don't walk in there, look and walk out. Because what happens is you get to the point where you start walking in and if there's not like horrible smells, dead things you really glaze over everything mm -hmm. and walk right back out yeah so I, f I felt bad and jason can 
can verify this. When he walked in earlier, when I took him into the kitchen, well, before he came in the house, I was like, don't look at my house. It's a hot mess. But when I took him in the kitchen, I was like, please don't look too closely at cages. They're all going back to my school in a week. Everybody's about to get deep clean. Those are not my reptiles. So they're not. And But I'm like, so they don't count. <laughs> I'm like, everybody's about to get cleaned. Like nobody has like mold or anything in a cage, but I know they all need to be cleaned, but I feel bad. But I'm like, they're, I'm literally moving them in a week and I'm going to clean them a right lot before of, I a move. A lot of my stuff, I, and this is going to sound bad. I don't want to do it yet. A lot of my snakes, I will leave messing. As long as it's not like, like I can't really do it too long with colubrids because they just get fucking gross. I mean, they, they shit all they over the place. It. Yeah. But like boas, they'll, they'll poop and that stuff dries up pretty quick. And I'll, and I'll like hand clean some of that stuff, but I don't like deep clean a lot of it because I've, I feel a lot of your snakes feel way more. Here's an example. What's the first thing a snake does after you clean its cage? Shit. It, it goes to the bathroom. It. There's, re- there's got to be a reason for that. It's not yeah. an anomaly. It happens almost every time you put a snake in a clean cage. They don't want it to smell clean. They I want mean, it to smell like them. Most of these things live in a burrow, live in a hole, live in a tree, something that they're familiar with, and it smells like them. Yeah. So I think maybe a constant sterile environment for some snakes is probably a little stressful because it's not their comfort level. Now, don't leave fucking gross i mean if you walk in and there's mold growth in there that's that's uh, that's gross it's time to come out yeah if it's if yeah, i it's, don't have any of that i don't if it's wet beyond don't your, your cages me. were pretty clean don't come at me people <laughs> but so uh lucas from over at the uh, the retic lounge said he knows his limits downsize if needed slow down and enjoy and handle the animals like i used to when i had three snakes uh downsizing i think is a lot of people hit a point at some point, especially if you You've get into reptiles. That. Yeah, you get in reptiles and you get, we've talked about before, you get into the, the Noah's Ark syndrome where you're like, I need everything. And then you realize, oh shit, I can't take care of everything. Yeah. And then you have to start getting rid of stuff. So in the past, there are times that I thought I need to cut something back or cut something out, right? My problem is, how to, I don't know how to downsize in the sense that I have this emotional attachment to all of it. So mm-hmm. for me to get, like, I have a hard time selling babies that I've produced because they're mine. You know what I mean? So that, that's a hard prospect to me. Like, what do you pick to get rid of? Yeah. See, mine wasn't so much downsizing. I mean, I have a lot of animals now, but I have focus. Don't get me wrong. I still have, like, I got one speckled king and I got one of this or that. But I am mostly sand boas and boa constrictors. That is it. And so it's not so much I downsized numbers, but I downsized projects. You've also gotten <clears throat> a lot more focused on what you get. Yeah. Hey. And that's a big part of it is don't impulse buy. My mom just invited me to Taliano's for lunch tomorrow. <laughs> Guess <laughs> what I said? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah, so three night. times in a week? Yeah. Or no. Four. That, that's four like times. So four, four days, right? Four. Five days. It'll be the fourth time I've been there in like seven days. So, yeah. Hilarious. And now Robert's back to the conversation. Now. Yep, thinking, nothing they just got your own table <laughs> set up for you? <laughs> <In the corner. laughs> uh, VIP. <laughs> uh, I like this one. Michael Stringer says, I pay my son to do the cleaning so I can focus on, uh, on other matters. I will say, uh, our daughter's got a new cell phone. And part of the deal was to get the new cell phone for the monthly payment for the phone. She was going to have to do more chores. So I was like, oh, great. You can help me clean cages, handle snakes. Does he so say how old his son is? No. Because my kids are very helpful. I don't pay him, though. So I. So Joe, Joe doesn't have chores where she makes money because we pay for everything that she does. And she's always gotten the hand-me-down phone. One of us gets an upgrade. She gets our old phone. And, I mean, she was, she was rocking a hardcore, like, iPhone X. I mean, it was doing her thing. And he was like, well, if I trade mine in, I get a better deal on my new phone. Sorry, Joe, you're not getting this one. 
And so I asked the woman there, I said, you know, I said, what kind of special could do we have like on an older model? Like we don't need the brand newest thing on the market. She's not getting a better film than me. But what do we have here? And they have a special running right Sorry, now. Sorry, I was just drawn out story. It was really They have a special intriguing. right now. And so we told her, What are you gonna do? Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm awake I'm, now. I'm awake. Making There's me, domestic violence going on here. You are making me violent. This, this is about second, to be on one of your podcasts, man. This is man. the second time she has beaten me today. I warned him ahead of time that I was <laughs> Anyways, going to so, be violent. Short story long, apparently. Uh, we got her an iPhone 13. The deal was it's like 10 something dollars a month. She needs to do extra chores around the house. She's going to help me in the snake room. She agreed to help Okay, so I was laughing as you're saying that because I overheard a conversation between he and Joe today where... He took her phone out of her hand and he said, put this back in your purse because if you drop it before we get a cover for it, I'm literally strangling you. Yes. <laughs> because it kills me. It, as a fucking teacher, I watch kids walk around schools with these just like things that will give you cuts on your fingers if you just try to slide your finger across it. Just broken ass phones. I'm like, that's a thousand dollar piece of equipment. Her case that's- did arrive from Amazon while you were at the like, I get that no one like most people don't shell out a thousand dollars to pay for it up front and so the kids don't understand that and it's just given to them they don't fuck. I need my fucking daughter to understand that's a thousand dollars in your pocket I had a conversation with her I was like now remember if like somebody at school doesn't have like you know the newest thing or whatever I'm yeah, like, no, we're you the know. poor people and she, she, her and James both were like yeah we're the we're the poor family the, the like, neighborhood that what? the neighborhood that, that school is like, in no we're not is nicer yeah, than the neighborhood are. we live in her friends aren't the poor friends it's us <laughs> right <laughs> I was like, oh, well. Her friends have the phones. I was like, still be nice. (laughs) I haven't given any of my kids a phone yet. She. I don't know when we should. Well, well, we started doing it early when she was doing dance. Because Uh, we would drop her off for like four hours at a time. And so we wanted her to have a phone with her. Now, we were amazed you guys that we all survived that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But. If but it's a more fucked up world. There, right. It's also a more, fucked, a more fucked up world now. World. I think we know that it's a more fucked up world because of technology. But like, it was always fucked up. You as I had a, a pager in high school. I, agree with too? That. I had a pager in high school. I, I had a pager as a cop. When I got hired as a cop in 2001, they gave us all pagers. Yeah, I graduated. I think high that's when I had the Nokia with that <laughs> antenna yes. that would pull out, you know? But it's yeah. it's definitely more fucked Because you think about it now, would you let your kids just, like, during the summer, it's. Nine o'clock and go, all right, guys, see y'all later, and just go. No. No. Uh, but as a kid, you totally fucking did that. Oh, yeah. We rode miles away on our bikes. We you know, knew we, we there had were some to be woods behind our house, dark. and we would just go play in the woods, and yeah. our parents would just see us when we show back. And up. there'd be like a weird guy that hung out in the woods, and you're like, yeah. oh, that's just Steve. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even think nothing about it. But, but, Steve like, was- but there's no chance of you doing that now. And I don't think we're overprotective. <laughs> it's just, it's a fucked up world. And we, you know, we had to have a talk with our daughter last night because we got on the phone, and she apparently has done some. Not horrible things on the phone, but she started like a YouTube channel and she just puts stupid things on there. It's stuff that we don't understand, don't fucking, but it's like, it. but we had to go through and, and explain, look, you can't do that. We need to know it exists. And we, so I, I subscribed to it so I can watch and like, you need to edit some of these things. Just be careful what you put out there because the fucking world is full of horrible people. And you don't get it back once it's out there. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. And so, and she's and a good kid. I'm not, I'm not we, yeah, nothing was inappropriate. Nothing was bad. There was like once one thing where she had a, a song overlaying that cussed and I was like, you're 12. Take that off. Like, just take it off. Drake and one of his little buddies, they've been uh, going out and catching whatever they can at home. And so he wants a GoPro and they want to start their own YouTube channel. Yeah. Them herping and calling and, and That's the thing. That yeah. is, well, the, and like, that look, is the thing now. I, I, I think I shocked my daughter because I did not make her delete the whole thing. She was like emotional and she she kept coming to me like she came to me like four different times and she was like thank you for listening to me and thank you for, and for talking, not deleting it and thank you for not just shutting it down and i'm like no we we want you to have these outlets we understand that it's different for you than it was for us 
But this is our first time dealing with this as parents. Well, and as a high school teacher, I see older kids doing something. I'm like, I've got to make sure that my kid understands what she needs. What she and being that she's a girl, it's a different. Yeah. Oh my god. We have to look at it differently as dad parents, you know, because our our which I do think we probably have it slightly easier. We absolutely we do. I worry much less about Logan than I did about my daughter. There's not. Girls out there that you're afraid of seeing your son online and, and then making inappropriate comments. Yeah. Right. right. You're not. It, look, it, it's a double standard world. <laughs> it is 100% a double standard world and people can be upset about it, but it is what it fucking is. Guys right. and girls are different in this case. It is. And if you want to be. <laughs> I need some more people to comment so I can quit reading Massive Cock up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, that. So, she's. And long story short, she got a phone and now she's going to do more work. Uh, our buddy Seth said <laughs> what he does is he just checks the incubator. And, and that motivates him. And that motivates him. Our buddy Douglas Ray White said, I think about why my wife should have been more persistent in saying not no to me. Then I cuss a little and just do it. And then her response to that was, oh, she is persistent, but you don't listen. And then you pout when you don't get your way. And I would just like to mention that the other night when Jason decided to tell all of us that, what? you know, we have brand new but babies, the boas that were born, I have Veruca Salt over here. I want a boa. She was like, I, he was like, I want that. I want that. I need that snake. And Joe was like, Dude, we'll, get to, we'll get to that conversation. Calm later. down. Anyways, uh, Todd Autry said he sells. Yeah, I'm not selling my shit. I'll just, uh, Becca over at Learning Zoo, <laughs> Learning Zoo says she just hires an employee. I don't, I kind of did that. that. I kind of did that with my kids. You kind of did that with child labor. Uh, I don't know that I would trust somebody around my stuff without me hovering over them. <clears throat> I know, it's tricky. I'd be the helicopter parent when it came to the snakes. Yeah. yeah. yeah Creative Coralophus mm-hmm. said, if I don't do the work, the animal suffers, so I better fucking do the work. And then... Uh, Dax oh, was Dax correcting said, just keep your- pushing and keep ourselves relevant, promoting all over social media. I don't think Dax did anything the assignment. Yeah, he's... Dax doesn't read the questions. He just answers whatever question he thought was there. He's a Yankees fan. It's okay. <laughs> there have been several times I think Dax just answers whatever question he thinks well, we he have. Well, he also had to correct your grammar. You know what? It wasn't grammar. It was a word. And I fixed the word. Whatever. Because the phone put the wrong word in there itself. Mm-hmm. But now Who's I have, I seen but now I have a, a tablet for a phone on this fucking iPhone Max. You fixed it. I don't want to hear it's, it. I'll be able to type it's on it much easier. It is fucking it huge. It is huge. It is enormous. Does that even fit in your pocket? Uh, barely. barely. <laughs> I, there's, there's no way girls own these. Yeah. Well, they see- carry purses, though. It fits in a purse. You're going to have to start wearing cargo shorts. <laughs> but Let's like, get you a fanny pack. Let's fucking not. <laughs> My kids are like, so girl, excited girl. about their fanny packs. You probably noticed packs. at the zoo. God. I love them. Joe Rogan wears one every day, and he's one of the coolest guys in the world. Fucking. It's hey, so but guess uh, they both had their wallets in their fanny packs. They weren't in the car. <laughs> oh, hey, you want to bring that up when you get back to the house? Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Don't do it, Jason. You should stop on the way back and like buy your wife a fanny pack and say, "Here, so you don't have to leave your wallet in there." <laughs> yeah, the kid, no. the kids didn't leave their goes. <laughs> in Australia, they're called satchels. So, uh, anyway, ways do to- they go on your ass like a fanny pack? <laughs> There, yes. Or is he talking about like a purse? He's uh, in that relationship, he's probably the bitch. James. To get her, he had to have been. No. She's, she's, you're saying he carries her purse. Oh, my he's, God. To keep her around. I've carried my wife's purse a couple I times. say James has carried mine before. With your pinky out? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually carried it out of Italiano's while she went to the bathroom and asked somebody at the door, does it match my shirt? It <laughs> I don't give a shit. So, anyways, uh, saying what do you do to stay motivated? Uh, it is tricky, but but I think you. Oh, it is a hangover reference. Damn it! Oh he yeah, says get some culture. I, do I love that. Um, it's it gets tricky. It, it does vary it, 
becomes work sometimes. And once it becomes work, it's not fun. So you've got to find that's when you have to rethink your collection and what you're doing. If it's become work, work, then. But that changes too. I mean, you know what I mean? I think everybody kind of goes through these highs and lows and stuff. Yeah. And, and I, I think a lot of those answers were actually great because that is one thing that I always have in the back of my mind that is if I skip it, they're suffering, not me. Yeah. Yep. You know? And so that, that's a big one right there. Um, a few people talked about breaking it down into smaller chunks. And I think that really helps too, rather than going, I got to clean this whole room. Yes. You say, all right, well, I'm going to focus on this. And when this is done, I'll do this part. And well, if you have, yeah. so if you have racks, go in there and do a rack. Yeah. You mm-hmm. sort it out by Go racks. do one rack today. And then tomorrow do the next rack or do half, or, you know, do cages. Just don't. It's like, you're not going to clean your whole house, but if you focus on a room at a time, it seems manageable. Yes. Yeah. And so it's much easier, but it, it, it does get, like I said, there have been moments in the past where I could sell everything, but then clarity comes and goes, well, I can't sell everything. What the fuck would I, how old were you? You got your first reptile. When I got my first for me, like it was mine was senior year of high school. So I got mine. I wasn't allowed to have any, uh, until I was, so this would have been late 95 or early 96 that I got my first one. It's such a part of who I am now. I don't think That's I can not have reptiles. That's yep. me. That's why I, 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 I haven't been doing it nearly as long as you guys. But yeah. you feel the same, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm like five years now. So, um, so I was in my late thirties, but it's, I mean, it's what I do. Mm-hmm. It has you become know? part of your personality, mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I've, there have been moments where I thought about getting everything, but that's exactly it. It's like, but I'm the snake guy. Like I don't. I and don't. What would I do if I don't have my like? I, so if I wasn't the weird snake guy, I'd just be the weird guy. <laughs> it's it's funny that you say that, but I mean, like I had some parents the other day message me. Their kids were wondering what animals are coming to school with me this year. Like the kids, because I'm looping and I'm getting my same kids I taught last year. I'm getting them again this upcoming year. How many years in a row do you do that? This is actually the first time in my 12 ever. years I've ever done it. Okay. Um, but I requested to do it because this is the group that didn't have COVID. In oh, kindergarten. so it's not a thing that school does. Okay. No, 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 no. They didn't have, they didn't have kindergarten because COVID and then first grade, they were all virtual. And then second grade, some of them were homeschooled. So we were very feral at the beginning of third grade. Hmm. And so I've grown them a lot. Know. and I want them one more year. So I requested to move up with them and I'm super pumped about it. And they are too, which is great. But I was like, if I didn't bring these animals, I, I would just be the loud teacher down the hallway. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, what would be my point anymore if I didn't have these? I imagine with uh, in grade school, it's kind of a reward for the kids too. You know, oh yeah, to oh, be yeah. able to go help with this and help. Oh with yeah, that. and I have a zoology club at my school too. Luke said he's got a tattoo on his hand now. He can't, he can't not have them. Oh, I love that. That's cool. I'll have to post a picture of the beard. I wonder what it's like to live somewhere and just go. Oh, look, there's a bearded dragon in my yard. <laughs> Running around. Well, wait, wait. So. What? So that's the, he has a, like a bearded tattoo? Yeah. Or he has a, like a beaded lizard tattoo? Well, he doesn't have a beaded lizard. It says beady. I'm sure yeah. he meant beard. Because you got to say oh, it. okay. In, got a beady. Well, how, how would you say it in his Australian accent? That was more yeah, Irish. That's that's one one that was. Hard, yeah, that's one of the hardest accents to do. As an it was American. way off base. Way but off. It was, yeah. it, it, whatever his annoying Hobbit accent is. James. He's on the other side of the world. I make Don't fun of him. Don't be ugly. Hobbits were in New Zealand. <laughs> it's the same place. <laughs> Very different. Yeah. It's the same. It's a whole country full of. There's no reptiles on New Zealand. It's a whole country. Normally, full of it changes bearded to breaded when people like use their autocorrect. Yeah. And uh, that would be even weird if he had a loaf of bread on his hand. <laughs> that guy likes carbs. Yeah. Damn straight. Really loves bread. It's funny. Nah, but like he can go out in the wild and find fucking shingleback skinks. Mm-hmm. That'd be fucking amazing. I can go out and find a green and all. Whoopty fucking do. The boys caught one after right after dinner. Did they? Nice. Yeah. 
So speaking- yeah, but I'm sure there's stuff that he that we have oh, here sure. that he says, "Oh, I'd love to see." Because can you imagine? I always have to see these bearded dragons but in my yard. He also knows he lives in a place with cooler animals. Yeah, like it's so they've got parentes. Yeah, this is true. He is multi-grain bread. Um, <laughs> sorry, that made me laugh. Um, the Reptiles Magazine email that I got today, because I get that on Wednesdays, there's an article about 27 Texas horn lizards that were released into the wild recently cool. because they used to be abundant all over Texas, and now apparently they're significantly harder to find. I think, what, is it fire ants? Something's led to them. Fire ants I think suck. Fire ants have ruined a lot of things. Yeah. They've lace monitors, shingles. Eat, yeah, they've got they've got fucking blue tongues. They go out and find like that's. Thanks, man. Rub it in. That's cool. I can go find a rat snake, that's or a broadband water snake, or a cottonmouth like we did the other night. Still not as cool if I go find a shingleback skink in the yeah. wild. When he brought those uh, snakes over to my house the other night, we were sitting there bullshit, and somebody messaged me in the neighborhood. This snake's on my back porch. Can you tell me what it is? And I was like, Yeah, it's cottonmouth. So he and I went over there and got it, and right next to the mouse that had already killed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Nice. Uh, we should have threw the mouse in the tub with it. It might have eaten it while we were walking around. But uh, so where'd you release it? Took it over to the canal right over here. Cool. It's everything. There's everywhere I would always release them at now has been cleared, and there's a houses mm. and parks and shit there. So I don't want to release it where kids might be. So I have to take them a little farther away than I really want to. But because the problem it's better than what would have happened to it had I not. The yeah, only real, shovel, only real waterways around here are canals that go right past neighborhoods or ponds built in neighborhoods. Like there's not really streams and creeks everywhere around here. It's, <clears throat> it's all shit built around neighborhoods now. And so, and everybody wonders why there's fucking snakes in their house. I'm like, well, you kind of built it in a snake house. We kind of moved in on their yeah. spot. Yep. Oh, speaking of that, never mind. You keep going. I'm going to find it. Uh, so one thing I want to talk about this week is something that's going to hit a little close to Jason uh, and kind of freaked me out and kind of hits close to what Robert does for a job for a living. Uh, I almost burned our house down. Yeah, I was going to ask if so, we were going to talk about that or not. I, I have a 10-tub V70 rack. And uh, and I noticed a couple weeks back that all the animals, it felt kind of warm in there. And so I adjusted all the thermostats, and I got very complacent. And then I didn't go back and check, even though I have a temp gun, and it would take two seconds to temp that shit. And again, you get complacent walking into your snake room, and something's just, I got to get better at that. So I temp gunned it the other day. I put, well, I pulled an empty tub out to move a boa into a bigger rack, a bigger tub. And uh, I noticed that where the heat tape lays, it was discolored on the tub. Like, mm, man, that seems warm. So I pulled out a tub with an animal and a temp gun in that spot. And it was hitting about 110. Uh, and I was like, shit, because it was set at 83. And so I pulled the tub. I pulled all the tubs to find where I would put the probe. And, of course, the probe was no longer on the heat tape. And so the heat tape was just running You're lucky full it was only that hot. Yes. It was running full blast. Uh, I now have double taped it on the damn uh, heat tape. Um, and I will be checking my tubs at least once a week, uh, temp gunning a tub just to make sure that everything in that rack is good. But Jason, you've had this happen before and you did not catch it in time. Or at least you caught it in time to save your house, but maybe not the rack. Yeah. So in that instance you're talking about, I lost three female rosy boas, um, two of which were produced by me. So they've been in my house since they were babies. Uh, That's rough. The other one I think I've had for, man. 15, 18 years, something like that. Um, and same thing. That was completely operator error. Like, you know, I had a, a probe malfunction because I was rearranging stuff and I must have knocked it loose off the tape. And and same thing, just didn't catch it. Things were set and I got I got complacent, like you said, where you, you look at the number on that thermostat, but I didn't check that that's actually what it was. Yeah. Now, in my case, not only did it kill the animals, it actually melted holes in the tub. So... And I was out of town. I so I was uh, went to a reptile show. We were gone for three. And days. you're lucky it didn't burn the house down because it yes, can. Because that yeah, it was a 
high risk. There, there's of. something to be said for ambient rooms. It sucks for you, but it sure gives you peace of mind that you know that there's no heat tape running anywhere in that room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's I, I it's never... the reason I carry a $2 million liability policy for my business because that is my biggest. I don't even like talking about it. That's my biggest fear with yeah. what I do. Um, yeah. Every time I see somebody that I know post that they had a fire and I'm like, what started it? And every, luckily, you know, thank God it hadn't been there. Thank science. It hadn't been anything of mine yet. Yeah. It's a scary thing. And it's, again, it's a, it's a, it's a getting complacent because, because a lot of this stuff, it doesn't, it doesn't come off of the heat tape and then burn it that day. No. Cause a lot of these things can take high heat for a while, but at some point it dries out too much and, and it can happen. And, uh, and if you're just checking it once a week, at least, at least that's something. Just just temp gun, buy, go to Lowe's, go to Harbor Freight, go to wherever and buy you a cheap. They're like 20 bucks or less. And yeah. So I like the ones that um, uh, Reptile Basic sells. Mm-hmm. The I think they're, I know they used to be made by tempgun.com. <clears throat> I'm not sure, but those ones seem pretty accurate to me. And I like those a lot. I've had a few different ones over the years, but and they come with little lasers on them, so you can kind yeah. of get it from a distance, and you can know exactly what you're measuring, where you're. And, and, and I always like to, your cat when you're done. You like make sure <laughs> shit around. That's what I do. Well, I like to hold the button down and kind of wave it over the area because a lot of those guns will save a high temp. And so if you wave it over the area with the thing down, and then look at it, you can see what the highest temperature it measured was. Um, I didn't it, know that about those. That's yeah. cool. They'll give you the high temp. It's just hard when everything has been working fine for a while you yeah. you kind of stop checking you forget about it because everything's oh, yeah. been good for a few years until you have a problem and then you're back on this a better check but it's uh, i would say probes are probably the biggest one because it's really easy first of all they're usually taped to the heat right yeah and so when you got that like adhesive it's going to wear off quicker and uh it's just it's an easy thing to overlook but it's also the number one thing that can cause everything to die and so you got you got you got to pay attention to it and that's also why you shouldn't use cheap equipment if you can not look look me wrong. The corn snake next to you is on a cheap ass old thermostat and I've run those for over twenty years. No problem. Knock on I guess this is wood, whatever. But I can also afford in my room to put the herb stats on everything. And I have because I've swip, uh, swapped every almost everything now out to herb stats. Yeah. The big one is a herb stat will fail uh off. cold. Turns off. But but it, the probe must still be stuck to the Exactly. Heat. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That is that is the problem. In fact, that rosy rack I had the failure on. That's one of the ones that is still on an older style, and that was my my first thought. I was mad, thinking it was a a, a failure. Yeah, but it was, and that one again was my fault. But yeah, herb stats are good, and that I, the extra cost is worth the peace of mind in my hundred percent. So that was that was something that happened. At so you. sorry, I bumped it again. So Darren says he runs ambient, and with what species? Do you, Darren, what do you keep, Darren? Darren is keeping snakes. Balls or bloods? It's balls or bloods. I think. Yes. Because I feel like, be depending both, on actually. what you've got, I think some snakes are going to do much better with a hot spot and a cold spot. I've got Kenyan Sambo's. I can't do ambient. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, my, my baby Kenyan's like 95. Like, if they're right. not eating and it's like 88, I crank it up to 95 and they'll start eating for me. Uh, yeah. Ball. Okay. So, yeah. I okay. Um. I just can't do it. And plus, I'm, I'm fat. I can't walk into nope. a room that's 80-something degrees. I just put a window AC unit in my room because it's uh, my ambience been getting too hot in there, for, and I do run hot spots, yeah. you know? And But, yeah, it's it's so hot. I would. That's another thing that would lead to me being one of these people here where things would feel like too much work, and I'd let things go. Because I'd walk in there and go, do one cage, and go, oh, it's fucking hot. I'm going to go downstairs and watch TV. And then I'd end up watching TV for the next three hours, and I will not have cleaned anything. Because yeah. you're going to go right back, right? We just one show, and yeah, then I'm once, back in yeah. there, and yeah, it turns yeah. into two, and yeah. Uh, so we're yeah. not protective people when we're hot. 
<laughs> at all. I'm barely productive when I'm not hot. So not all fucking day lately. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but but that was one thing I saw when it happened to me and I caught it. I was and I've talked to you before. I know you had the problem. And then Robert runs out all the time. Why are you um, gonna talk Celsius? Luke okay. says in my new room I have an ambient of 25 Celsius. Fucking. The so rest that sounds of the world. cold to us, just so you know. Yeah. And a heat Robert, source. That's Robert, 77. I'd say I knew when Robert was Googling his it. Phone. He was 25 is 77. And a heat source that's 30 36. That's 86. I don't heat much, just a little. I was sending something to Travis and uh, I asked what his temps are and he sent me a screenshot for the next week Fuck and he did it all in Celsius. I said, it's, it was Father's Day. I said, don't make me look that up and do math on Father's Day. <laughs> we get it. We get it Travis, you're smart and you're trying to be like the rest of the world. But you know what? We're in America and we refuse to change. Oh my God. Hey, uh, what do you think about this thing Rare Genetics is doing with the palmetto corn snakes? Oh, I saw that. So I was going to bring that up because when we go over our stuff, but yeah, let's... Uh, Let's pull that up. So, Rare Genetic, uh, Ben Morrell, uh, we've had him on here before from Red Rare Genetics, Inc., where you can get all your sheds tested. and uh, Not all of them. Well, not all of them, but uh, you can do uh, go, uh, Desert Ghosts. And it more, can melt, more, though. It can yeah, melt, more, people's, more, yeah. melt people's brains because they don't want to agree with the scientists. for sex. Yep. He, uh, he wants to work towards whether the palmetto corn gene is the same as the leucistic western rat gene. No, not the western rat. It's not the western rat? He said the eastern, the black rats. Oh, black rats. The black that's, rat, yeah. Found in their larger cousins, the black rat snake. But he said Pantrophus. He said SPP. So that's all the rats. Yeah. So, they, so but yeah. today's is, is palmetto, which if you've never seen a palmetto corn, it is cool. It's, it's a white corn snake that's like covered in confetti. Uh, it's got, and then depending on what the other morphs are in it, they could be red spots and yellow so spots. So I haven't seen that. Spots. So basically they're saying they think it's a version. There's a possibility that both these rat snakes, it's the, they're both leucistic genes. Hmm. Uh, but he needs a lot of sheds. So if you have any of these snakes, palmetto corns or leucistic rats, send those sheds into rare genetics so he can test them. They're, they want to find, he wants to find out, is this the same gene or is it a completely different gene? Cause, cause we haven't seen a leucistic corn, right? We've seen a ton of shit in corn snakes, but we've seen palmetto corns and I can't right. think of a leucistic corn snake out there. So what so, kind of sample size do they need numbers wise before they're. I don't know. They're saying this is this one's accurate now. I don't know that we actually asked him. I don't know. I mean, I imagine over 100 would make them feel comfortable. Yeah, I bet it's got to be a lot. So, Luke yeah. had a good question. Is there any reason to bother testing Desert Ghost anymore? I would say so. I mean, I, people want to know if they've got the A, B, or C, right? Well, so, you got, well, you have to have all A, B, C is what they were saying. Uh, I thought it was that you could have some of them doubled up. So, where you're missing one, it depended what you're breeding it with. Maybe uh, I misunderstood. Last but. I heard was they thought that you had to have all three genes in that animal for it to be visual desert ghost, which is why you had these het desert ghosts, supposedly. They weren't producing. They weren't producing because they may have had two of the genes or one of the genes from the parents and they didn't have them all. Uh, I think it's still an, a good thing to test. I think it's good to test so you know what you're selling. Uh, it allows you to put a true price point. So I think if you have an animal that you know is het for all of it, you can charge more. And people complain yeah, about absolutely. it, but but fuck it. If you don't if you don't want to pay more, then go take a risk. Go spend however much so, on this one that may not be. I guess I've been a little bit torn on the whole testing thing because part of me thinks you know because I've done I've done possible heads before and I've gotten lucky and I've bombed on others and so that's all I've ever really known. So the whole idea of it, I mean, yeah, on one side it does take all that guesswork out, but it also kind of takes part of the fun because when you prove out from from possible, it heads, depends then, on what you're trying to do though. So you're you're doing it from a fun standpoint. That's a good point, right? And if someone's doing it from a business standpoint, that's a business decision. Now, as much as we want to be like their animals and their pets, and you should you should not treat them like, but for the, it's still a business decision. I mean, some of these animals are fucking expensive. Yeah, and yeah, so ghost. Yeah, and so you want to make sure that money is right. 
And, and, and I think it's a good thing. I think, um, look, if you don't want to do it, then that means every het desert ghost you buy is truly a possible het desert ghost unless it's tested. Yeah. So I do like, you know, you brought up the sex determination and I think that is a cool one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I sex all the animals I have. And one thing I've talked to James about that, you know, when I sex and I, I, something's a male, I market a male. I don't need to check that one again, but when I have a female, I will use other methods and I will check a female three and four times before I say this is actually a female. Cause there's no, I mean, when you, when you pop or you palpate or you probe and it says male, it's male. Yeah. Yeah. But the other ones, you could be wrong. Maybe you didn't do it right. Maybe you didn't feel it correctly. And so I never trust popping. I can't do it. And, and, yeah, very rarely do you hear anybody say, I ordered a male and they sent me a female. Yeah. Uh, one time that's happened to me where somebody sent me a female and I would, if I had to guess, I bet he mixed up his bins, probably putting yeah. something away. So I would totally do that where like if, if it was available, say for the bigger boas, I wouldn't mind anything that I said was female, just double checking it. So See, I know for but sure. it's going to be great once. He, I don't know if he's at that point yet, but where he can do like some of the lizard species like blue tongues he's stuff. working on trying to get that that you can't they had a green tree. sex them until they're to they throw them together and see what they do well they had yeah. a green tree one but it ended up not being as reliable as they thought and so they're still trying to get that ironed out because green trees you can't sex either right and so and they're trying to also figure out for some of these colubrids that you can't sex like uh like the kookaries and some of the smaller mm-hmm. colubrids that you can't sex when they're babies um it'll be really cool now i can tie both of those into the dad of my last litter right so the dad of my last litter was bought as a, a hypo jungle poshead albino well, hypo and jungle were obvious. You can see it. And I'm going for a posset albino. And obviously... Wait, is he talking about ball pythons? No. Boas. Boas. Oh. Boas. So what was it? It was a jungle hypo posset. Boa litter. Okay. Yeah, I thought you meant albino. the eggs you just had. Hatched. No, fuck those. No. I don't give a shit about those. <laughs> I just wanted to bring up ball pythons. Tell me how you really <laughs> Anyways, feel. <laughs> but, but I've talked about it here before. We now know that he is not head albino, but... Oddly enough, Het Annery and the guy that I bought him from had no idea that any of his animals were Het Annery. Yeah, but back in the day, people were selling Annery stuff. They weren't even saying it was Het. If they yeah. had possible Hets and stuff, because it, Annery was getting so popular there for a while. Well, I know a couple of very big ball python breeders who will sell a lot of their byproduct that's Het for all kinds of crazy shit. And they know it is, but they won't tell the customer that it's Het or what it's Het for because they don't. I'm not selling it as this high dollar head. I'm selling it to you as a $75 normal. Go to so you're saying you should get normal ball pythons and send in the just, sheds. Just go, go to PetSmart, get it, get whatever pretty PetSmart ball python you see and send that shed in. Cause I guarantee those, cause that's where those come from. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. are byproducts off of big breeders. Well, and I can, I mean, if it is, if you are truly doing this as a business, I can see where it's not worth the time to market, sell, post, answer yep. questions well, then for if possible. If it doesn't pets. ever prove out, then later on people are yeah. trying to say, you know, right. Oh, you sold me this snake and you said it was poshet and it's not. And well, yeah, I told you it was possible, but you know, if people are dumb. So they just sell them in bulk and yep. then we're going to let somebody else resell. That, yep. guy, that makes sense. But so being able to test for some stuff, like, look, if I could have tested that this male beforehand it was albino head albino or not i would have known now look i know well, that's I'm true because you don't like henry do you i don't now i have his sister who's a year younger than him because it was i talked about before they sent me a female ended up being this male uh and they made everything right they contacted me a year later made me a deal on a female and she is a stunner i'll show it to you later she's amazing um but i now know she's hypo jungle obviously there's still the possibility she's head albino but i also now know there's the slight possibility She's het annery. Now, again, it's a very slight possibility because who, whichever parent it is that had it. And this is a full blood sister? Same? Yeah, the okay. same parents. Whichever parent it is, only one of them was obviously het annery because they've never hatched an annery or had an annery born. So they knew that 
neither, both of them didn't have Annery. And so it's a very small chance. But, hell, she could be het for snow. I don't know. And so that'll be very interesting to find out in a few years um, to breed her. with. Now, when I breed her the first time, I won't find out about the Annery thing because I'm going to breed her too. I've got an albino that's going to go to her. So I'm going to try and shoot for albino. That's, you know, you talked about the fun of crossing things to see what they are. You know, and, and before genetic testing, that's how we did it. It was test cross. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you take a recessive. And you breed it to the posset, and you find out if you get any. Which means you're losing a lot of time if you're working on a big project. Especially if you're doing it right. And if you're doing it with boas, I mean, you're you're raising a female up until it's six years old. You're breeding it, and you're waiting a couple more years to breed it again. Yeah. Like, uh, when he sent those pictures to me and our buddy John, uh, John was like, "Uh, those Annery? James was like, no. <laughs> well, when yeah. I first saw he's like, he immediately said just said no. they're Annery too. Because I guess he said it to you, and I guess you asked the same thing. Well, when I Definitely, saw them, yeah. I was, I was yeah. like, they're, those look really fucking gray. But you know, like sometimes red tails, when mm-hmm. they're born, don't always have all the color. Some of them look kind of darker. Rainbows too. Yeah. 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 And they don't always have the color, and you have to wait a little while. But I was like, not nah, pretty fucking gray. If all of them looked kind of gray, it could be an undeveloped color. Yeah. But it wouldn't, you got but half and half, half like that. Because yeah. Yeah. some of those, uh, he Some of those jungle hypo jungles, those really popped out. Oh, yeah. You know, he literally responded like a minute later. Fuck, Jason just said they're Annery too. I guess they are. I hate Annery. <laughs> I think they're cool. Well, I like. I, I, I will keep some of the other ones because I, I like having snakes with a lot of different genes. And I know that everything in there is het albino because the mom was snow. I know that if they don't show Annery, they're at least all het Annery because the mom was a snow. And so if I have good jungle and hypo genes in them, then I'm definitely going to keep some of those babies um, because I like the mixed bag of having four genes bred to four genes and seeing what you get, the combination you get there. Right. And with some of these, you gotta be careful. Like I, I refuse to ever read jungle to jungle. I'm just not going to run the risk of having infertile. And I'm snakes. torn on that. Cause now there are some people saying that they are living to maturity. Some are, but I agree to me, it's not worth the risk. I don't, I mean, I, cause well, look, my odds are the best looking one's going to be a super jungle and it's going to fucking die or not be able to breed or whatever. And so it's just not worth it for me to do that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like the idea of having when like even this litter that I'm, I just had has I don't know six or seven different visual snakes there because of everything that mixes together. Well, and with your particular, uh, there's a lot of variation in jungle. Yes. there's a lot of variation in hypo. It's Both, it, it makes it so fucking hard yes. to label these things. And I sent you pictures. I've looked at. I'm like I've changed some of them since I first posted them to now. I'm like. Ugh. I'm, well, I, some of yours, I was like, this is definitely what this looks like to me. And yeah. there's other ones that I was kind of on the fence about. That's why yeah. most of them are listed, unless I know for, like, unless I can look at any of yeah, the jungle. Most of them are listed as possible jungle. I'm not going to take it off the, off the table because our buddy uh, Eric Yaw over at uh, Colossal Constrictors, mm-hmm. he had a litter and he showed me pictures. I was like, is that jungle? It looks really jungly. And he goes, neither parent's supposed to be jungle. But one was a low expression I was like, jungle. Looks very jungly, baby. <laughs> and That's so. Cool. So there's a very good chance that one of the parents are jungle because it's such a weird gene where you can have snakes that don't look jungle at all. And that's what happens with a lot of incomplete, you know, people that deal in just recessive don't really have that usually because it's, it is, or it's not. Recessive is a little easier for that. Yeah. It is, but I really like incomplete dominant genes because I like the variability you get. Look, an albino is an albino. If I bring out, now you can make pretty albinos. I've talked about it here before and, and you've seen it, especially in boas. You can hide ugly with albino. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you've seen enough boas, you can see a sun glow or an albino boa at a show and go, if that was a normal color, it'd be fucking ugly. Like it would be mottled and have spots and it would just not be clean. And I guess ugly for me. Let me, let me rephrase that. Ugly for me, because I, even I've shown like some of the snakes that I have, Robert and Katie both like the anneries. Oh, I think they're amazing looking. And they're ugly to me. Not even just the color. I like super clean backgrounds. 
See, and I like the speckles. Which is why you like jungle. Yes. Jungle and hypo cleans all that. I like all the speckles. Jungle and hypo cleans all that up. And I love that. Yeah. And I think part of the problem is a lot of times when a morph is new, so take albino. When people were first getting albinos, they were breeding albino boas to everything that they could. So if if it was a female, it got an albino. And they weren't being selective. And so the guys that did, that's why you have lines of albino that are so nice. Like Tom Burke's lipstick line, that was refined. You know, he put a lot of work into making sure that went to really, really nice females to have a really, really nice outcome. Well, that's why I like to work with Call. Because Call, for the longest time, has been shit on by the boa community as being the uglier of the the albinos. Because remember how light they all turned in the beginning? Yeah, and they all fade. Mm -hmm. But I, I go back to, that's because they were breeding them. It was the first one. And it got bred to everything because you need to make boas. When when Sharp came along at a higher price tag, so if you were buying Sharp, you were spending more money. So you weren't going to just breed it to the Craigslist boa that you found. And so they got bred to better boas at the beginning. And so they look better. But that is my goal with call. I've kept back some pretty calls. And I've got pretty calls. And my goal is to make super pretty call sunglows. I want I want to make them on my table. And people go, is that, is that a Sharp? And I go, no, it's a call. So we can you can bring up how um, one of you, your fangirl moment, which is still one of my favorite moments ever with him, uh, where with uh, Tracy Barker, Tracy Barker. Oh, told you your stuff was. Well, what did she say? I forget what she said now. Mm. I just like, I, I have news on the Tracy it was Barker like front by the way. Impeccable oh, yeah. or outstanding? There was a that's was awesome. A, I would take that a as a very, huge compliment. It was a yeah. very yeah. beautiful adjective. What? She told Paul he, no. I know. Okay. He was like. Yeah, she told me how great my, my albino <laughs> since uncle was looked, and I was like, "Oh, it's Tracy Barker." Yeah, that's it was, awesome. It was great. He had his he had his moment. It was beautiful. Like it's one thing for a, a random person to walk up and go, "Those look really nice, thanks," and then for Tracy Barker to say they look really nice, I'm like they, they do look really nice. Then right. <laughs> because she she would know, right? She would. <laughs> yeah. And I'd totally see her as the type of person to. Stephen Darren said, "Calls his favorite. Calls my like I love I love it. The problem is I, I'm not a big VPI fan, but I will say one thing VPI does. I don't like how VPI albino looks, but there are a lot of het VPIs out there that look really good. And I'm not saying that there's a pause, that there's a marker for being het VPI. And it may simply just be because people are breeding better looking boas into VPI because they were more expensive. But when I was looking for jungle hypo het albinos, the best jungle hypo het albinos were always jungle hypo het VPI albino. I'm like, motherfucker. Which you don't want to mix. No, yeah. it won't do me any good because it's a T positive and a T negative and it won't. So, but. Anyways, that was... So I do feel that Sharp has changed a little bit too because in the beginning, Sharp always had a lot of color and it was more orange. Um, And now there are some that you can't tell which one, if it's a call or if it's a Sharp, you know? Yeah. And part of the problem with that is they didn't realize it was two separate lines when um, the first Sharps got here. So Brian Sharp had actually bred calls to it and then got like all normals or he brought a head or spread a head to it or something. And so those first ones were mixed. Yeah. And so that possibility, I suppose, is always in there. It's going to show this to like Spectre. Oh, that is cool looking. What is what is that? That is a um, hypo het leopard or leopard, depending on if you I like wow. consider Speckle. that a recessive or I. That's cool. See, I, dominant. The gene that I really love right now is labyrinth. That's pretty cool. Um, we've got a friend that has some amazing labyrinth stuff, and uh, that's something I really would love to work into to my projects at some point. But what's, what amazes me is it's, it's a, I believe it's an incomplete dominant gene and it's held its value. Like usually incomplete dominant genes don't hold it. It's still, and it's been around for a while. What IMG did. IMG. So that, I'm, I'm again, not a black 
boa fan. I, I like color. I like reds. Yeah, but IMG cool. sun glows are one of the prettiest things I've ever seen. Because mm. all that black turns into just bright red. But I never would have guessed because I... When I first bought my first hypos, I was very disappointed how quickly the pr- price dropped on them, right? And yeah. so when I was first offered IMGs, I remember saying no because I don't see incomplete dominant holding value. Because so I just watched. Are they incomplete dominant, not recessive? Yeah, they're incomplete dominant. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, but they've, they've held, you know, people are still buying them up and loving them as much as they used to. So it's a, it's a cool gene to work in. Y'all got an IMG or a head? No, y'all got an no, IMG. He's, he's black. Is he? Yeah. Anything else in him? I don't know. He's not mine. Oh. <laughs> Robert is is in their relationship, but I am in our relationship. No, 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 Robert pays for him. No, but I also have snakes of my own. Oh. So do you. I've got one, one, but he's also a hypo jungle, and he's het VPI. Yes, Rachel. So that hypo does cancel it out somewhat, but you can definitely see that it's got the IMG in there. He's young, too, so it'll develop more. Well, it's like it. I've got a, a motley head albino. Well, it's supposed to be head albino. We'll find out. Motley head albino in there. I like when that is mixed into sun glow. I like motley mixed into sun glow because it gives you that bright red tail because that whole stripe where they would normally be dark because a lot of people like motley the same reason they like IMG because you get this darker boa. Mm-hmm. But again, when you remove that and add in albino and hypo, it just makes it red. Well, in the first super motleys, people went nuts for those, a pure black boa. And then they died. Yeah. Which there was a lot sold for a pretty high dollar from what I understand. And, and then after two years, they die. Can you imagine? Ouch. <laughs> that would suck. But- uh, let's go through some of the, uh, well, let's talk about some of what he's all over the place tonight. Oh, let's talk about the litters you just had. You just well, had both of your stinks are out. Yeah. Usually never both of them are out. It's usually just one. Those are those really handled ones you're telling me about except yours for everybody else. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about your, uh, your boas that were born. Hold on. Hold on. We had a question. What do you know and or think about fire? The fire. Isn't that the princess morph? Isn't that the, Lucy yeah, the white one. Uh, I think they're here illegally. I don't think that I'm I know. Definitely here I know here illegally. Uh, it's fine. I mean, what princess is the het version, right? I don't know what that is. I think fire's the het, and, and then princess, princess is, is the, the makes them illegal. So that was the whole uh, not Brian Sharp, um, Jeremy Stone. Jeremy Stone. That was the whole Jeremy Stone thing, where he and his sister went down to Brazil, put them in a pre- fake pregnancy belly, got a vet across whatever countries across the border to write that they came from that country, and then they snuck them here in the pregnancy belly. And then his dumb fucking ass allowed Reptiles Magazine to put the full-grown one a couple years later on the cover of Reptiles Magazine. When so every- they were supposed to, all the offspring and the original was all supposed to go back. Clearly it didn't, but... So what happened was, it had to be 2000, early 2000s. There were two uh, leucistic boas found, and they were in a zoo in Brazil, which has no exporting. So they, they were there. We couldn't do shit with them. They were there. Um, and I remember seeing the first grainy video on Kingsnake. Kingsnake. They posted, posted videos and, and it went, started a bidding war with some of the big boa guys. And people yeah. shit over it. And we couldn't get them. And, uh, and somebody and, was like, but I figure out a way. And then fast forward later on to Jeremy Stone on the cover of Reptiles Magazine with this big leucistic boa. And everybody's like. They just randomly popped out of a Columbian like, well, litter. <laughs> yeah, everybody, the only leucistic fucking boa we know is the one in Brazil. And no one could find the one in Brazil. It's supposedly it died. Did I fucking die? Uh, but the problem was at that point, he had already bred so many of them and they spread them across the country. So I think they took his, but they were already in the country. Like they were, they were there. So now we have them. Well, it's like all these well, blue, I don't blue think- tongue morphs all of a sudden that we're seeing. That yeah. They- loose the melanistic blue tongues that yeah. shouldn't fucking be here. I think what it probably was, was he did have to give up the ones that were obviously offspring. Yeah. But they were either some that he held on, held on to or some he'd maybe already sold that the hets, you know, that, that 
what are basically Princess, the fires. Yeah. Is that the fire, yeah. Which in answer to his question, the fire does kind of clean things up. It is a little bit of a lighter bow. I yes, think. it's a super fire, um, but I'm pretty sure that's the same thing as princess. Yeah. That's what he was calling pr- a princess boa. So wow. the fire in itself, it's pretty good it is one that does kind of clean it up. So it does kind of lighten and brighten and things like that. <laughs> I think for a long-term project type of boa, it's very similar to lecistic ball pythons where once you get that, it's kind of a dead that's end. You can't really tell what else is, is going to be in it. So these? So, yeah, it's a solid white snake. Look, it's... People will always buy blue-eyed lucistic ball pythons. A, a buddy of ours breeds them, and he sells every single one he ever breeds because people like solid white snakes. So yep. pet people want them. Project yes. people don't want them. As a, yeah. For a project, yeah. it doesn't do anything. If you are someone who wants a six- or seven-foot solid white snake, then yeah, it's probably a really cool snake for you. But outside of that, doesn't do it because mixing it with albino is not going to tell you anything. Mixing and I, it with I mean, I do stuff. like lucistic stuff. I have lucistic Colombian rainbow boas. I do too. Um, but here's the thing. If I bred albino into it, I could eventually get pink-eyed leucistics, well, no, which thing. isn't really going too far. But here's the other thing. I don't like the way regular Colombian b- rainbows look. So leucistic, to me, makes that one better. It, that one's hard for me because you have Brazilian rainbows, which to me are the example of a rainbow bow and how they should look. And then when you look at a Colombian, they just don't have that color. They're very brown. So you should see a Colombian anri, also known as a ghost, even though there's no hype on it. But that is that is but the top again, for me. But see again, that's a it's a mutation. <clears throat> it is, that's yep. not the normal because to the to me and it's it's me. The normal Colombian rainbows aren't pretty. So, but when you go into boas, so many other boa versions are better than a solid white boa. What's to the me. difference between True. this and a leucistic? It's the same thing. It's just those Jeremy Stone gave it the name Fire and Princess, and then it's the same thing. As far as I understand, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as I understand, the only leucistic boa out there are the ones that Jeremy Stone started. Oh, I'm thinking of, am I thinking of ball pythons? Blue-eyed leucistics. You're thinking oh, okay. That's ball pythons. Never mind then. I, that's why. But that, it, the, the, the princess is a leucistic, it's a leucistic yeah. boa. It's a solid white boa. Okay. I was thinking ball pythons in my head though and not boa constrictors. That was where I was. Because I'm like scrolling through these pictures and I'm like, this looks. But see, all white with red eyes just doesn't do it for me. Like, I don't. I, I think all like, white with blue or black eyes is a cool looking it's snake. A much and like the, princess, the, princess, yeah. the princess has black eyes. Correct. So that yeah. is cool. Yeah. It just, I don't know. There's, I'm also, another reason I don't like Annery Boas is you're taking away my favorite part of a red tail. And yes, I called it a red tail. Anybody out there? Because I started a fight the day on, on Facebook group. Did but, you oh, really? I didn't start. I just put in my two cents and you I said they can fuck a off. Troll. Because someone made a big long post in a boa group about how, uh, Complaining about people calling Colombian BIs, calling them red tails, and, and getting them confused and confusing people. I'm like, we went through decades of going red tail and true red tail, and no one was, I was fucking gonna say confused. that's exactly what we called them red tails and true red tails. But you can't mm-hmm. look at a Colombian and go, that's not a red It's got a fucking red tail. And, I, and my example was, you know what we call rat snakes? But it's All not a bright red, it's a brick red. It's not, it's a little bit orangey. <laughs> but look, you have red rat snakes, gray rat snakes, black rat snakes, and we all call them rat snakes. Mm hmm. Because they're fucking rattlesnakes or rattlesnakes. We all call them all rattlesnakes. And then we specify what kind. So my thing is, that's fine. If you're afraid someone going into a pet store buys what they were calling a red tail and then you want to get all fucking pissed because they go, look at my red tail and you will feel the need to correct them for some fucking reason that doesn't need to happen. Calm down, James. I just, I fucking. You are getting worked up. I hate pretentious people. And that's one of those areas where people that do true red tails not all of them, but many of them began to feel they were better boa keepers because they kept true red tails. They had Surinams and Peruvians. I'm like, so what the fuck? But a clean, pure Colombian, I mean, that is a beautiful boa on its own. Yes. 
I mean, I've got a one of the best looking ones out of the litter I just had is the normal. Yeah, I've got oh, a normal yeah. there and looks amazing. Yeah, cool. yeah. So that just that that one pissed me off. It's just Let's the, get off your soapbox though, because I'm kind of tired of looking at this on your of this penis. <laughs> Uh, so, what? I'm totally <laughs> tired of looking at hold this. Hold on, let me scroll down and I'm going to pull all oh, the al- alligator. It was wiener. that alligator. Well, hold on. I'll, I'm scrolling down and I'm going to pull up. Uh, I'm going to do this so that uh, people like Chris Eaton can calm down. I'll share the screen. Give me a second. It takes a second to do all this. Because <laughs> I didn't do it ahead of time. So Lincoln's video games have been on um, Tuesday, so I haven't been able to watch live at all. So I haven't seen his you share anything. On his baseball games. Oh. I thought you said his he didn't video say video games. games. He said video games. I did. Like, yep. a new sport? That's why I'm like, is Sorry. he doing esports? That's cool. <laughs> I must be getting tired. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm there. So this is a cool. Uh, Brian McDonald's show, a neat behavior. It's a king snake. It's an eastern king going into a box turtle nest. Yeah. Oh wow. And eating the eggs of the box turtle nest. What? Oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Not if you're a box turtle. Not if you're a box turtle. I've never even thought about That's, snakes being an issue. Oh, there's my video of the fucking hawk taking out the falcon. Yeah, yeah hawk taking out the hawk. Finally, hilarious. Taking out my drone. Look at the deer. Oh, look at the deer. And I come crashing down to the ground. Yeah. Fucking hawk. <laughs> just flies off in the distance. Dickwad. Anyways. Uh, is it Komodo? Nashville Zoo. I love the Nashville Zoo. It's one of my favorite zoos there is. It is great. Um. So now they have Komodos? They have a, if anybody has a chance to go to the Nashville Zoo, it has one of the best reptile houses you will find. Um, I got a behind the scenes look there once. They they do hellbenders, part of the hellbender project. Really? And yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they breed hellbenders. It's it's freaking awesome. That'd be cool. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, we did see one of those today. We talked about this bitch we last time, right? We talked about this last week. We're we good. do not oh, need to go there again. What is dusting and being watching? It's, it's the crickets. Crickets. Someone dusting crickets. Yeah. All right, Nathan, I'm trying to take back my whole thing about you posting good stuff. No, that's kind of cool. <laughs> He's feeding green and He said that he would hate to have to go back to getting that many crickets a week. Dude, I remember doing that, and it was just a waste of money. Killed so many crickets when you order a thousand or whatever, and they just half of them fucking yeah. die before you ever get a chance to feed them out. You see that? We just started that, doing dubious so we can cut back on the, the crickets. The green and eating one cricket, another one came up by its leg, and it said, Boop, and yeeted that cricket across <laughs> the tank. <laughs> um... Nathan posted this one. Yeah, that fucking alligator chases this guy. Oh, yeah, he does. Oh, does Do you it? not watch this? No, I have not. Yeah, oh, the shit. alligator's like, fucking come on, <laughs> old man, let's go. Oh, he was fishing. Yeah. Yep. I've caught a little alligator while fishing. It was kind of on purpose. I knew he was going to bite He's it. Like, I'll just walk away. No. I mean, because so basically what they're they're fairly certain has happened is that people in the neighborhood have been feeding oh, sure. the yeah. alligator. And so now Which the means alligator is probably dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here you go. We talked about these uh, earlier, the, the giant uh, salamanders. Yeah, so, this is insane. It is crazy how big those giant. So there's Japanese and Chinese uh, giant salamanders. We wow. talked about them a little bit with. Um, why can I not think of his name? Vet, <clears throat> the vet. Oh, uh, Rob. Rob. Yep, Doctor Rob. I would like to see those in person. He, they used to have them in the San Antonio Zoo. They don't have any more apparently, but <clears throat> they were they're impressive. Um, but we have the hellbenders in North America, but they're not as big. But it's still an impressive one. And then there's this one. They 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 caught this. They killed this big uh, giant Burmese python in the Everglades. A little over 19 feet. That's a big that's snake. That's kind of old yeah. I don't, now. I don't think that's 19 feet. I know they're saying it is, but I've seen an 18-foot berm. It's also gutted right there. I know, but I've seen an 18-foot. I've measured an 18. I just, I don't know. The, the, one of the first stories I saw was like, the largest snake ever. I'm like, no. No, it's not. Calm it's down. It's the biggest one that they've, it's the biggest one that that they've, they've turned caught. in yeah. in Florida. 
that they've turned in. But Thank you had to you for but, saying that. But that wasn't the headlines originally. Yeah, no. I love this one. This is an old meme, though, and, and Luke mentioned this one before. Jason shared uh, this one, yeah. Cats banned from going outside in Australia. That's right, Jason, you shared this one. Uh, we should totally ban cats from being outside. We should. I mean, that's not an like evil. Like I've always said, I don't hate cats inside. I mean, I wouldn't own them because I don't like cats as a pet. But I don't want to go in someone's house and kill a cat. I'm too but if there's a cat outside, yeah, I do want to kill it. The same way someone would want to kill wild hogs or that Burmese python we just saw, or like a stray dog that comes in your yard that could be detrimental to you or someone in your house. Or Robert's been having the issue with the new shop. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You had just dog. You almost like- had a cop shoot a stray dog the other day i whacked one of them yesterday i didn't kill it i whacked it with a freaking handle off my uh floor jack you said a <laughs> you said a buddy of yours stopped by and the dog came around the corner and yeah, he like he, yeah he, almost, he was uh, ready angleton cop um yeah they're like feral dogs no somebody just, lives behind me those susser dogs run around and they come inside my building and start growling growling at, at them yeah. yeah that's a good way that's, to go, okay. that's a good way to get dog shot yeah uh, most expensive gecko I've ever sold. A history of the oh, it's a black crested. Oh, is that? I mean, uh, the picture does it for me right there. The that whole, is that thing looks like it's about to rock your world. It's a crested gecko. What can I do? It's going to jump off. Is that and, the xanthic? Yeah, or xanthic it's lily white. So it's going cool, to jump off into midair somewhere and splat on the ground like every other fucking crested gecko. It's so it's crazy. just an expensive version of a special ed gecko. Oh, it's Bruce. Bruce Ireland. We will have Bruce Ireland on in three weeks. It's he does a lot of. He does a lot of. Uh, capture and release of uh, rattlesnakes that, that video when he jumped there that's oh. a that's a crotalus ruber a, a red 15th. diamond rattlesnake you can hear it hit the top of the strike and hit the top of the uh the bucket and she's a big girl watch when he kind of forward a little bit james because it takes him a minute to do this because he's very no here you go there it is she's a big big red diamond rattlesnake. yeah it is that's a big old snake yeah yeah so we'll talk to him he's actually on a trip to kenya Right yeah, now. he was playing with baby elephants the day before yesterday. Him and his wife and I'm snake came kids. out and went back in. Yeah, yeah. That must be the Houston Zoo. He's like, damn, it's too hot here. Yeah, <laughs> no he's just in the shade. <laughs> he's in San Diego, which is funny because he's from here, but he moved to San Diego years ago, and uh, he's completely hooking her blind. I kind of got a little yeah. nervous there because yeah, he didn't realize where her face was. But I can't wait to talk to him because that is my favorite crotalus for sure. Or the red diamonds, mainly because I went. I used to live in San Diego, and I like, you know, anything from there, except for the. Look Padres. at him, like, okay, let me just shake this but so that you will close. That is a big girl. Yeah, so he's, he's very good. He relocates a shitload of snakes every year, but he's gonna be fun to have one. So we'll talk to him in in three weeks, and we'll get to hear all about his Kenya trip. Yes, uh, a new venomous species of snakes been discovered in the outback. I haven't looked at that one. I'm sure Luke. Oh, this is an interesting picture. These are all grasshoppers. This picture is grasshoppers finding the shade. There's a sign and they all lined up on the concrete in the shade. That's how hot it is. The grasshoppers. I mean, if you look at that grass, they'd burn out in that grass because it's all oh, short. Yeah. Concrete is hot barefoot. I don't blame them. This one. <laughs> oh my God. Can so, we talk about how dumb these people are? This woman gets out of her car and in, in they're argument. in a tiger safari. First of all, I thought it was a neighborhood. Whoop. They're not playing. I'm not going to click on the Instagram. Anyways, she gets out of her car to fight, and then this tiger. No, shows. no, no. She gets out of the car to go around to the driver's no, they were fighting. door. This is an old video. Yeah, and they were arguing, and she got pissed and got out and was going to go open her husband's door to yell at him in the middle of a tiger. Instead place. of just yelling at him from the passenger seat yeah. like a normal person. I, I want to know what the fight was about. <laughs> he does go after her. 
like as the, the tiger, tiger does. No, no, no. The tiger drags her off. Oh, she survives though. And he gets out of the car to yeah. go after her. This is a uh, Toledo Zoo. So this is the one of the reptile keepers taking care of the hellbenders. That's the whole thing about the hellbenders. Just the, we have one at the Houston Zoo. They're just such a cool salamander. Just pretty big, like a foot and a half, two foot long salamander in the U.S. That's they're awesome. Then uh, we talk about penises a lot. There's an alligator yeah, penis. Do. Just hanging out. A saltwater croc penis. My bad. It's a saltwater croc. I don't know. Yeah. So if anybody wants to enjoy some Sorry croc- if it's a bit crude, but it is nature. Crocodilian penises. Then Nathan posted, this is a shingleback. I love shingleback sinks. They I want to go find so one. cool. I'm going to go visit Australia one day and look for somebody that has one. A shingleback? Mm-hmm. Going to bring them home in a pregnancy belly? Yeah. <laughs> Try that shit from Australia. They'll kill you. That was this, I talked about this today because this was Ryan posted this. The Los Angeles Zoo had some baby uh, Santa Catalina. Santa Catalina. They don't have rattles. Yeah, we have Santa, Santa Catalina at our zoo. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some babies there. That they, was pretty cool. Yeah. That they, was have, cool. Uh, they have evolved to have no rattle. That's yeah. Kind of cool. There's no big predators there to warn off there. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't need them. And then we talked about the palmetto and leucistic rats. Uh, Garden State tortoise. I haven't looked at this. It's a, it's a very pretty. It's a very black and black red and red tortoise. turtle. Tortoise? Turtle. That's a turtle, I think. Which technically they're all, anyways. Um, this was something Nathan for our, you know, the oh my god, there's nature in my nature. Yes, because that's that this is what I was looking up earlier. I didn't know if it was on our discussion group or if it was on his personal Facebook, but. Yeah, don't destroy my home and then wonder why I've wandered into yours. An extinct, deep-snouted alligator species from the quaternary of Thailand. That's got to be Travis. That's Travis. (laughs) Got big words. No one understands the shit. Prehistoric Thai alligator. Got it. That's cool. So that was... was I have some dumb people of the internet. Do you? Because we haven't done that in a while. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, let me pull them up here. Those are great, though. Funny. It's always been one of my favorite parts. (laughs) And I haven't done them in a while. And I, okay, I'll definitely start doing them more. Um, so this one was interesting. It was actually a post in a North Texas group. Somebody found this deceased animal in their yard. It's all dried up. It kind of looks like an eel. And I'm like, it's an amphiuma. You can tell that's got small legs mm-hmm. and, and no external gills. It's not a siren. And all these people are like, that's an alligator gar. It's a black alligator gar. And and just the amount of people. Because they look like, so similar. I literally had someone tell me, you're literally making that up. That's not a real animal. And I'm like. <laughs> About the amphiuma? Yeah. Oh my it's God. easier to argue than an actual go- right. Google it and see what it looks like. It's a fucking big salamander, basically. It's, a, it's an amphibian. Um, so that one was fun. But then I had some lady today comment, um, like, this was like five days ago that we had this whole thing. And the admins are like, yes, Robert's right. That's an amphiuma, blah, blah, blah. She's like, she posted a picture of the black alligator gar. And she's like, and I laughed at it. And she's like, what's funny? And I was like, oh, you shouldn't ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So then I told her, I said, you're wild guess because it's not even close to right. And it's also against the rules in this group. There's no guessing. The alligator gar has the reason you don't see anybody else saying it's alligator gar is because they've already removed like 20 people saying that. And I don't uh, even know how you confuse the two. Then she comes back and says, don't come up by, com- don't, don't come commenting on my, po- on my comments. And I'm like, bitch, you fucking tagged me. All I did was react to it. Oh, Lord. So anyway, that was, that was, but how dumb. do you confuse a dried up yeah, dead amphiuma and a alligator gar? Pretty distinctive. Um, even the, I mean, the bone structure on alligator gars, I mean, like, not even the same as the amphiumas. Amphiumas have legs. This guy, um, he said, you know, he really respects us people trying not to, you know, keep people from killing snakes and stuff. He's like, but y'all need to understand that since 2002 in North America, kings, snakes, 
and rat snakes have all been lumped together into the same species. Oh, my God, no. no. Uh, but due to interbreeding over the years, they've all been lumped into one category. No. Like, mm, no. What does that have though. to do with not killing them, though? I don't know. Oh, it's, my God. It's, yeah. It's, like somebody commented, Lampro Pantherophis. <laughs> um, world. This is someone who posted pictures of rabbit shit instead of these possibly snake eggs. You say yeah. snake eggs? Yeah. That's when you comment, no, they're smart beans. Try one. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody did comment on there and they were like, uh, give one a taste and let us know. The Cocoa Puffs. Um, oh my God. Let's see. Here, I got one. Go ahead. Local group. Someone posted a picture of a uh, velvet ant. People out there know that we also call them cow killers. They're also not an ant. They're a type of wasp that doesn't have wings. They're, they're fuzzy. Ridiculous. They're red and black. They're cool looking, but their bite does fucking hurt. Um, anyways, so they posted that. And in the comments, everybody's like, yeah, it's a velvet ant, blah, blah, blah. And one person goes, yeah, I don't think they're native. Uh, they've really only showed up since whatever fake fucking event they wanted to give. But that shit happens all the time because someone, because this person has never seen one before. And now they see them. Yeah, they just got here. Yeah. No, you just didn't know. To, like, you just don't go outside and look around. Like, velvet ants didn't just get here. They've been here for fucking ever. That's like the folks that try to tell us that alligators haven't been here since whatever fucking hurricane brought them here. That it must have happened millions of years ago because that's when they got here. So, for, I, I, anyways, I was looking up some information on velvet ants. And Justin Schmidt, who's an entomologist and a winner of a Nobel Prize in 2015, vividly described being bitten by a velvet ant like hot oil from a deep fryer spilling directly onto it's your horrible. hand. It's horrible. I got bit on the foot. That's one how time he described it. 14 or 15, and I thought I was going to die. Like, I was like, they could just cut my foot off right now, and it'll probably hurt less. Yeah. But they've been here the entire time. Yes. Just like coyotes are na- native. The, those didn't just show up from, they didn't get blown in. Alligators didn't get blown. But every time it's someone sees an animal, like those have never been here before. Motherfucker, go outside more. I don't know what to tell you. What's crazy though, is that their venom is like 25 times less toxic than a honeybee. This but yeah, they just get more yeah. of it or what? I, I guess. And like, that's one of the reasons mm. they call them a cow killer is it's the excruciating pain that comes along with the sting. This one Robert was told in. them the other day, but uh, when I was uh, probably in my early 20s, my dad took me to the museum in Lake Jackson, which I thought was going to be pretty boring. Lake Jackson hasn't really been there all too long, right? But it was actually pretty cool. I don't know if you've ever been, but it's mm-hmm. kind of worth it. But there was one spot that talked about the natives that used to live in the area here. Mm-hmm. And uh, here we go. sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I forget what they were called, what the tribes were called, but they would apparently catch and kill alligators and coat themselves in alligator fat so they wouldn't have to deal with the bugs here. Yeah. The the uh, Karankawa Indians. What is it called? Karankawa. Okay. Yeah. But that's hilarious to me that you would rather catch and kill an alligator than deal with mosquitoes. Yeah. Well, mosquitoes are relentless. <laughs> this one was posted in a, one of the local ID groups the other day, and I was the first one to comment on it. It's literally, it's a picture, and it's super blurry. Oh, yeah. And he put text over it. What kind of snake is this that I saw hiking in Georgia? And I'm like... Hey, could you um, take the text off and send us the picture that you obviously took with a potato? And uh, <laughs> he took the text off, and it's, it's that's a what kills me. Is yeah. how bad some of these pictures. I'm like, the cameras on phones nowadays are really good. What the fuck are you taking pictures? I don't get it. It's probably from really far back that he zoomed in on. Yes. Oh yeah, because that makes it not a great picture. Let me go to my over here. But yeah, it's other source here. <laughs> neighborhood groups are the best way to find stupid people though those oh they they are full of stupid people 
Y'all got them up there, I'm sure, right? Yeah, but I actually unsubscribe to Nextdoor and stuff that I because I don't. Dude, Nextdoor is horrible. All it is is people complaining about their neighbors. Like I don't want to hear it. Somebody was doing fireworks like three nights ago at midnight, Mm. and I'm like, "What are you doing?" Fireworks. Go to bed. (laughs) Here's one. (laughs) Somebody found a dead bull snake on the road. And its mouth was all open. Aww. And they were like, pretty sure it's a bull snake. Pleasant to Texas. First one I've ever seen. Not sure what happened to him. Saw a lot of blood coming out of his mouth. I never knew they had teeth. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just gum their food to death. Jeez. Oh, speaking of bull snakes. So, it's probably, what, a year and a half now since we did our Corpus Christi show interviews with our buddy. Um, why my brain's going blank? From Louisiana. Bull? No, 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 that was know. here. Uh, it does the movies. Oh, Randy. With Randy. So he did it with, with Randy, and uh, he told us that he had helped with oh. Righteous Gemstones, <laughs> which we can now talk about because we've seen it. Uh, Did everybody watch that the show? Right, you watch Righteous Righteous Gemstones? It's not a kid friendly. It's not a kid friendly show. <laughs> it's uh on it's, if it's, you don't like organized religion and you think that mega churches are crazy, watch Righteous Gemstones. Fucking amazing. Did you, did you ever watch Eastbound and Down? I don't watch a lot of TV. Danny McBride. He's got Danny it's McBride. Amazing. He's got John Goodman. Walter and it sounds good. Yeah. It's great. But one of the crazy churches in this in the this season are snake handlers. And now we know our buddy Randy, yeah. why he was there. And we know who's what Steve Zahn is uh oh, is nice. the snake handler. Yeah. And it was funny watching one of the night. He's holding this rattlesnake in their face. And you can see it. It is the body of a bull snake. Yeah. With a CGI rattlesnake head and a CGI rattlesnake tail yeah. added to it. And I'm For like, sure. you can see him holding this bull snake. And I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we know who owns that. Exactly. Well, like if, you watch, um, cool. if you watch that movie, The Campaign. He's uh, in that. They're in a, they're in a uh, Will Ferrell's campaigning and he's in a snake handle in church. And right when it bites him, he's like, it fucking bit me. And I'm like. Stop and rewind. It's Randy standing behind him holding snakes. He's also holding snakes. They just had everybody come in and hold up snakes. There was an episode earlier in the in the season. I want to say they were holding, or something I've seen recently. I want to say it was that where they were holding a. I could, it was a Brettles python. I could tell by the, just the color and the striping that it was a Brettles python, but the it, the rest of it didn't look right. That's but yeah, this last one it was a bull snake, and you can definitely tell that it's a fake rattlesnake head CGI'd over it and tail. So poorly CGI'd. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not. It's it's done pretty well. Um, but I say you, James will call them out but, if it's not. But done if you well. know what a bull snake looks like, and you see the body, and go. There is yeah. nothing worse than watching someone and like it takes place, you know. And uh, good example, um, naked and afraid. Naked and afraid folks in a ball. Is that, I don't want. I've never seen that. But I'm uh, going back. Uh, God damn it! I just drew a blank. Uh, Rambo. You know he's in in uh, Vietnam or Cambodia or whatever, and there's boas climbing into yeah. trees. I've never seen Rambo. What? Really? Really? Never seen it's been Rambo. a hot minute since I've seen it, but I have watched it. I have never seen it. I do want to see it. I've never seen it. But yeah. Books are good. Yeah, James doesn't like when like they're in Africa and they show like Asian snakes. Well, no, that or- shit pisses me off because <laughs> Naked and Afraid is a Discovery Channel show and they have enough B-roll from different rainforests and all over the world. Why does your B-roll of Africa have a red tail? Right. And there's really no excuse not to do that research now because it's, it's, it's hard. literally at your fingertips. Look, you know? your fucking computer sets you up some folders and go, Amazon. Every, you telling me they can't get a free intern to double check all that shit? Guarantee they can. I'll do it. Just send me a copy. And I'll go, yeah, you're going to change that shit. That's not right. Those don't belong there. That's not. Here's one. Durham, North Carolina. Small and have seen it in, have seen it in the same general area for several days. I believe it's harmless. It's a fucking piece of shoelace. <laughs> oh, my gosh. D- Darren Watts said Mutual of Omaha Wild Kingdom's coming back. I tried. Nice. Like, I, 
So you know the Jay Brewer show just came out on Hulu. God, I can't do it. I'm not gonna do it. Um, I'm not gonna watch it. He's a piece of shit. I didn't know. I what, don't want to support it at all. I, I didn't don't know what me, platform me, it was on. It, it's not gonna matter. It's on such a shitty platform. It's not gonna get a lot of views. It's on Roku. But I had a or, people, uh, it's on Roku. Roku channel. No, it's oh, on Roku channel. No, it's Roku. Yeah. It's an even shittier platform yeah. than Hulu. Um, and I had a couple people say that it actually does the snakes in a very positive light and stuff. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll try and watch one episode. Like like ten minutes, and I'm like, this sucks. Nope. Just dragging fucking fat snakes through the building and, um, you know, having them like almost bite him in the face. And It's just yeah. his fucking YouTube, but yeah, on, on pretty much. Channel. It's not good. Well, they bring the family in and there's like, you know, fake drama and it's stupid. Yeah, I'm not, I never watched Tiger King. I haven't watched it. Well, I haven't either. I think I learned everything I needed to from I'm memes yeah. I saw on Facebook. Yeah. I, I, Tiger King was awesome. It's because you don't own tigers. That's but right. how do they but make you it, feel about tiger keepers, right? So right. that's what this show is going to do it, about the rest of the rest of the It won't because he's not nearly as fucking crazy as Joe Exotic was. But had they shot the original thing they were going to shoot. Yeah, well, that's still coming out. I know. Because it wasn't supposed to be tigers. It was supposed to be our world. And that's supposed to be coming out this year from what I've heard. through On Netflix? Uh, yeah, that was, the, that was the original thing was supposed to be snakes. So many years ago, I got an email from Hoarders. They were looking for animal keepers to do. And I'm like, they are not going to make anybody look good. No, shit. So I did not, not respond hoarders. to that email. Ooh, man, a friend of mine does <laughs> uh, crap. like hoarder house cleanouts for a living and crime scene cleanups. They're rough, and huh? He was doing a cat, a, a cat house yesterday. Oh, God. Oh, uh, and nope. it is literally, you could not. Do you want to burn it down? So I wore a size 13 shoe. I couldn't put my shoe anywhere in that house that I didn't have cat shit under it. Um, countertops and I'm like please tell me Noel was living there oh no the lady was living there cooking food eating living um, he's like standing outside speaking to her I had to wear a protective mask um, Jesus they had to get the fire department to come out and decontaminate her before they could put her in a car at that point you just burn the house down just burn it down yeah. we'll start over again just clearly mental problems right yes uh, oh, yeah, she needs some yeah. help yeah he said "Um, they have to gut it they have to gut the house to the stuff how, how many cats did they say oh, a couple hundred Big beautiful I house in a neighborhood. Would die. There are currently, my allergies. There are currently. I would f- die. Dude, we had a federal judge that lived in my town where I was a cop. Big beautiful house. You know, federal judges make good money. It's mm-hmm. a lifetime appointment. Well, he got impeached. First felon judge impeached in like a hundred years. That's. Um, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Uh, anyway, we when he all the impeachment shit started, he was getting some death threats because he had he had sexually harassed some women and anyway. Um, so we, I had to go out there to take a report because he got a death threat and I had to go in their house and it was the, one of the most disgusting houses I've ever been in him and his wife. They had like 10 German shepherds living in this big ass house. Um, that I don't think ever went outside. Like, I don't think the dogs went outside to use the bathroom. And I'm like, I've been in his federal court and this guy is like rules with an iron fist and shit and has all this respect. And I'm like, I'll never look at him the same again. This house is, how do you live like this? Oh, wow. Yeah, right? Like, I, I love my pets, but I'm not going to deal with that. Mm-mm. No. I mean, my dog will, there'll be a couple piles of shit on the floor at the end of the day sometimes if Logan doesn't let him out. But you clean it up. It gets picked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get pissed off when I find one pile of shit for my dog's, my daughter's dog. Not my dog. My dog doesn't shit. I was like, my dog doesn't go to the bathroom in the house. My daughter's dog. Anyway. She'll randomly chew up stuff on the stairs. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't like to judge people, but I'll judge the shit out of people who live in nastiness. Now, like you said, like that lady, there's some mental issues there. A lot of your hoarders, there's some yeah. mental issues. A lot of times it's around grief and loss and, and it's all they have left. So, I measured a house. They had uh, 
Well, they had 15 at the time that I measured it down from, I think the number was 58, because the neighbors had complained about the smell of the cats. Oh, wow. And so the city had made them get rid of a bunch, and they had to register as a... Uh, not a rescue. I forget the term that was used, but even 15 cats is a lot when you talk about litter boxes and the smell, but and five here I is was, too many. Here I was worried about like just the stuff in my house. Like my house is not dirty. My house just has stuff everywhere right now. And I was like, please don't look at my house before you come in. There's what do you guys stuff. answer when people ask like, you how many animals you have here? My answer is that's too many. That's the pictures oh. he posted. My, my answer, rough. people ask me scroll, how many okay, animals. Look at the rest of them. So we're running out of time. I want to. I we, I wanted to get some of Jason's animals, and we like talked about none of Jason's animals. So oh. let's talk about some yeah, of Jason's animals. Word, word. Man, she had to be sick. No, I mean, real quick, the ammonia. So Jason, we talked about you just had litter of boas. We said mm-hmm. they were what? Two litters of boas uh, were just born. Um, both Brazilian rainbows, pure Brazilian. One is caramel albino, T positive albino, and hets. The other one is just kind of wild type. So this is the first time I've produced albinos. I am super excited to see them. And you weren't home to see them. They were doing the 31st. So with this trip planned, I should have been home in time. It's a little frustrating, but they always do that to me. Like last time I came here two years ago, we had a litter of boas born. First day, I believe too. But anyway, my mother-in-law is taking care of them. She's doing a great job. Sent me some cool pictures, but I just, I can't wait to get home and see them. Yeah. I didn't realize there were T-positive no, I want T-positive rainbow boas. They're beautiful. They really are. Now i got to sell some boas so I can raise some money for some T-positive rainbow boas. For a T-positive rainbow boa. Mm-hmm. And a hat. Mm. Why don't you just get a pair of hats? Because uh, I, I really want to produce some. I don't want to like produce one. Long game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to medium game that shit. So it sounds like... Um, yes, Nathan. My house is cluttered, not dirty. It sounds like <laughs> the litter that had the albinos was 19 babies total. Um, but the, well, there was, a, I think she said 11 of them were hets. So my odds, when it comes to hets and visuals, I'm usually on the odd, the wrong side of the odds for whatever yeah. reason. And then there was 15 live in the, uh, the wild type Brazilians. Cool thing about the wild type ones is the female that laid them. She was born, um, in 2009 in my house. So this is four generations on that one. That's awesome. So, yeah. And then some other stuff that you have. So we talked about the black Russian sand boas. Mm-hmm. Which are the only um, sand boas that I breed right now. I wouldn't mind getting some other uh, like locality stuff or yeah. you know different species I think would be kind of cool. Um, I do have some Kenyans, but I've never bred them. So maybe one day I'll put those together. Easy. You should do it. Super easy. It's a lot of babies though. So like rosy boas are another one that I keep. And what I one thing I do like about rosies is they have small litters. So you're averaging you know four to six babies. Mine has like two every time. I'll see how that's, yeah, that's weird that it's so it's been a while since she's had babies since so she's pregnant now we'll see if she gives me more than two in about a month we'll be able to but you know you. I can have 10 or 12 rosy litters in a year and I can get a ton of variety but I'm not buried in babies but with Kenyans I mean what are you averaging <coughs> like 20 15 20 15 okay 11 to 15 somewhere in there but the great thing about them is I can also wholesale a bunch of those because I have a lot of normals and they can buy rodents yeah. so like I have this boa litter that's probably going to take a while to sell because they're higher in but I could have a whole thing of Kenyans and, and if they're Annery Kenyans, I can sell Annery Kenyans like that myself. Okay, they go quick. Um, and then I can also sell, wholesale a lot and buy a rack or buy some rodents, and so it helps pay for a lot of the other stuff. That's always my rule. Yeah, rodents need funded. As long yes. as they the snakes pay for themselves, I don't care. Yeah, it's kind of where I like try to be too. So I need to get a, so, a new rack built by somebody. You forgot to remind me today. I did forget to remind you. I, I get a rack built. <laughs> I have uh, a new rack too. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> um, so let's see. Aside from that, 
we can we can skip the ball pythons. Uh, I only have a couple, a few of those anyway. <laughs> so yeah, um, ra- rainbow boas. Obviously, I got Brazilians, Colombians, and Argentines, and rubber boas, and rubber boas. I've got six pairs of rubber boas right now. My oldest were born in 1994, um, and I mean they're doing great. Long lived species. They're a real blast to work with and keep. Unless they just randomly die. Yeah, that is frustrating. But that's, I mean, that's not just rubber boas. No, that's everything. That happen. It just sucks when, it, when it is a rubber boa because, like, I don't have a lot of rubber boas. Yours yeah. haven't, though. You have all four years. No, I, no he had the died. one. My male came out of brumation. I'm pretty sure it was the male. Came out of brumation, ate twice. I'll look was, at the other one when I'm here and tell was you. Was doing great. Was. And then I went in one day and just dead. Oh, I remember when that happened because you were really upset. I was. Yeah. I, I opened it. I didn't know what the fuck to do. I was like, because I've, I've wanted rubber boas since I was probably Ten, the first, and I've talked. We've talked about it before, but since the first time I saw Roboa in the Audubon Reptile and Amphibian Guide, and sitting there, I'm like, like, I want that snake. And uh, that was me with rainbows. The first time I saw a picture, I was like, I have to have these. I had I had uh, bought my first boa and was checking out books from the library because I'm that old. And <laughs> what's a library? What's a book? Right. Hey, I go to the library like three times a week, and you're that old. <laughs> so I found a picture, you know. Of a rainbow, I'd never even heard of one, and so that was my second, third, fourth, and fifth snake. Oh no, purchase. you're doing it wrong. What I did is I went randomly to a reptile <laughs> show, saw a pretty shiny snake. I said I like that, and then I bought it. And then I went, oh fuck, how do you take care of a rainbow boa? And then you fuck it up for several years. <laughs> that is not the one to trial and error with yeah. either. <laughs> you, just, you, oh, just fuck, you fuck it up for several years, go through lots of different caging options, and then he makes it to about 17 or 18 His years old. That yeah. is hilarious telling the stories about like all their trial and error too. We made so many fucking cages. Yeah. We took uh, one yeah. of them was a uh, a big uh, jewelry case, but it's made out of like MDF and glass. Yeah. So like it's a high humidity snake. It didn't do well long term. Uh, we made this big four by two by two cage. It's a fuck. It doesn't climb. It doesn't want to climb. Like they may climb in the water. It, he didn't want to climb. Two foot of wasted fucking space. Is that solid wood? Oh, solid three quarter oh. inch birch. Yeah. Another another bad one for humidity that, that we fucking painted. Uh, we bought this expensive ass birch and then painted it green. Uh, so my first, um, not my first cage. This would have been my second and third, but I made them um, two foot by three foot by three foot. And I coated the inside with laminate, like what you find on your countertops and stuff, yeah. right? Because I knew I didn't want humidity issues. So since I'm using plywood, I'm going to, it's like an idiot. I cut them to size and then I sat inside of them to do the uh, contact cement. Got high. Yeah, <laughs> very. Uh, I mean, I came out of that first one, my room, we were I was in an apartment, all enclosed house, no windows open. My roommate comes home, watches me step out and just hit the ground. <laughs> my first rainbow lived in a 20 gallon tank for like two years. With a screen lid screen that, that we, uh, I think, eventually put a towel over and then eventually we cut some acrylic to cover part of it to try and hold humidity with, a, like, we had a humidity box in there. Then you have, like, encyclopedias on it or something? No, that was the boa when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Everyone at that point, encyclopedias and heavy books. That's how were, you kept your was, lids on, bricks. yeah. I mean, oh so my first rainbow cage is, you know, this... Um, I was 16 when I bought those first four rainbows, and they were all screen-top cages, but I was really wanting this fancy you know maybe not so naturalistic but i wanted you know i had live plants and everything in there but i had those little tiny fountains that you could get you know, oh yeah you know at the hardware store that had the little pump in there and i always kept moving water and i think that was probably my saving grace with them because that was constantly adding humidity because of the way it bubbled and yeah. pushed the water out that's funny yeah rainbows are not not a great first pet they're just not, not- now the colombians are a little less sensitive so a lot of people say that they need to be kept warmer and drier um 
I don't necessarily think they do. I keep my Colombians just like I do my Brazilians, but I do, I think that they're, they're just not as sensitive and they can tolerate a little bit warmer temperatures. They can tolerate it a little bit more dry. Yeah. Uh, but Brazilians are very temperature sensitive and dry. And like humidity, you yeah. cannot keep them hot. Logan told me the other day that he doesn't want to get married or have kids because he wants people to do whatever he wants when he grows up. He said like, go to Brazil and find a Brazilian Rambo Boa. I you like, can do last that, to see one in the wild. Fucking smart kid. <laughs> I can do that married. I can go now if I had the money. Yeah. yeah. Being, True. being married That's is not the reason. The whole thing. Being, being married is not the reason I'm poor. But you have kids, it's hard to fund that too. <laughs> this is true. But even even once she's gone, I'll still be poor. That's not the reason I'm poor. I made poor decisions on career. <laughs> that is not a marriage thing. I just chose a degree that doesn't pay shit and then followed it up by going into another field that also doesn't pay shit. So there's that. I'm just poor. I didn't become a lawyer. You could try your own business and just be poor and fucking work every day of the week. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, so I think we left off with the Brazilians. I've also got boas. So I guess technically now I would have uh, Imperator and Sigma now that they've reclassified. Probably the main, well, I guess the only ones because I don't keep any of the true red tails. What is Sigma? Um, so is that the so cloud boat? The- no, the Tamalipas cloud forest boas are um, Imperator. So they're on the, what would be like the uh, the eastern side of Mexico. So gotcha. the, the stuff that's on the northwestern side. So mainly your Sonoran boas, things like that are going to be okay. Sigma. They're like 5% different than Imperator, which is huge. I mean. I always get thrown off by that because like the green trees are like 20 something percent different. Yeah. And they all fucking look the same. Yeah. But like, ch- chimps are only 2% different. Less from than, us. Yeah. They're, that's, like, that's, they're like less than a percent different from us. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's crazy. So I don't understand the percentages or how I don't understand how we can go. Yeah. Those two green trees that look almost identical. They're different because they're 20%. And they're like, yeah, chimps and humans, they're less than 1% and look nothing fucking alike. Well, I've seen some people that kind of look yeah. weird, but in general, look nothing alike. So. Yeah, anyway. but uh, a lot of my interest with the boas, I mean, I do have a few more things, um, but I really like locality stuff. So Small my Sonoran stuff, stuff, yeah, and smaller. So the Sonoran stuff, I really, really like. Um, I've got the Tamalipas Cloud Forest. I've got some uh, A Rotan Island. I need to and these are all these are all form. boas that stay under five foot, really five and less. Yeah, pretty small. Yeah. Um, like my Sonoran. Um, Sonoran boa females, you're talking probably four and a half, five feet. The males are more like three, three and a half. Yeah. Uh, hog islands I've got. Um, hog islands are pretty. Hog islands are pretty. You know, I'm really taken with that Rattan Island too, the fire, what they call fire bellies. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just got the one, so I'm really hoping I get a male this year because that would be a fun one to work with. I am been searching forever for corn island boas. If anybody out there knows anybody that's got some, I definitely want some corn island boas one day. So. Island bows are interesting, and we can talk about this later on. But just the whole they they eat seasonally. A lot of them, all those islands. Yeah, some seasonal. of them really do. Like some of these islands are small enough that there's not like a rodent population or anything yeah. on it, so they're eating bird migrations. But twice we fuck it, we get them in captivity like every week. Give them a rat. I'm like no, every <laughs> Friday at six on the way home from work. These fuckers right. eat for like a month. <laughs> And then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they don't eat again in the wild. That's so now crazy. I do seasonally feed my boas because I want them to have a break. So my my boas don't eat at all during the winter time. Yeah. So, you just don't um, eat when they're in your rubber, your rubber boat. Rubber's the only ones. No, he's talking about Imperator and stuff. Yeah. Oh. So even the but stuff I, that I'm I, not I, actually cooling to the sense that I'm putting it in a fridge or brumating them like mm-hmm. I do. My, my rosies get down about 50, uh, about 55 degrees. My rubber boas like his, you know, I get them down to about 40. So of yeah. course those aren't eaten, but even my larger boas, they're getting a slight temperature drop. They're getting a bigger drop at night, daytime. I am coming back up, but I won't feed them at all from like, uh, Usually about November to March. See, and I feed my Colombians year round, but I mean, they're also mainland food sources are 
Much different than land. Island. You've also fed some while they've been gravid. Well, boas will only eat while pregnant. Yeah. That's why I love boas because like things that shit that lay eggs. Well, although I say that, and my rosy boa in there is pregnant, and she won't touch anything right now until she has babies. That's what I like about bull snakes. Somebody they know asked what they need. You know, do you feed your bull snakes rat or mice? And somebody responded, yep. "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it will take. That's that's why I like boas. Those they're fucking so garbage funny. disposals. I think we. Well, I've got a um, few viper boas, and I've got one calabar. So. James had one. I had one. He was in there, right <laughs> there in that spot. It died. It would never eat for me. Well, we got him to eat twice. He that's ate, true. We got we get him. I was going to say he ate on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. He that's gave true. A rat that's true. That you took. Yeah, because I, I looked over and I was like, "Hey, he's eating." He ate yeah. twice, and he didn't lose a lot, a lot of weight, and he just died. Which I mean, that's the the curve that you take with them. They're they're all wild caught because almost no one no one's really breeding them. I've only seen a few babies born here, and then most of it's not in the U.S., unfortunately. You know, viper boas have kind of been the same way. You are starting to see more captive litters, which I think is good. Because um, if they're easy to breed, why are we taking them out? Yeah. Like, at this point, they really shouldn't. Well, and if we can get them captive bred and get them feeding on a regular diet without having to go through the whole like, – if you can, after several generations, we can probably get them on pinky mice. And that yeah. may not be what they naturally eat. They may naturally eat lizards and all. That's fine. But for ease of keeping for us, mice well, are better. I'm a little buddy right now with a baby king cobra. That's doing the opposite because of where he got it from. They started it on rodents and he's trying to get it on snakes because they just do much better health wise because yeah. they're not made to process that all the fat stuff. Yeah. And uh, he's having a tube feed it. Oh, wow. I'll pass. Um, the first time he had to like force feed it. But then the second time it in the tube, he had to like push the snake basically into its mouth till it's. And then the third now, this, the, then now the third week, it ate the snake on it. He just put it in the tube and put it in the tube and it. It ate it, so he's hoping this week he can put the snake in the cage. There you go. Hey, if these uh, ball python babies I have don't ever eat, they uh, could be cobra food. He'll take them. He's asking. He, he's been, he knew he was getting this cobra for like a year now, so he's been taking anybody who, po- you know, he's well known to everybody that, hey, if you have anything that dies, I'll take it, even if it's big, because he'll be big eventually. Yeah. Even so, stillborns would probably be good. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, like he, the first thing he tried it with was a ribbon snake that he hit with his weed eater. Huh. And he fro- and it's been frozen for like six months. So it's like I don't have any parasites anymore. They're all dead. Yeah. And, there you go. Uh, yeah. I do try to mix in birds with some with my boas. We do just too. To I like getting some quail. And like the uh, rainbow boas are, I mean, I think per- perfect example. I really think they're primarily probably bird eaters. Those they're, massive ass fucking teeth. That their head shape, everything just kind of has that look to it. And um, I don't know if you've noticed with your rainbows, but they don't seem to digest fur well. Like sometimes they'll they'll eat the meal and they'll throw up like fur. It's like they're regurgitating just a little bit of fur. I haven't had that. And uh, it's not all of them, but every once in a while you'll see yeah. it. I never get that with birds. Yeah. So. Well, I mean they've they've got like emerald tree boa teeth. I mean they've not maybe not as not massive, quite like that, but, but they, they do. But, but they yeah. don't have boa constrictor teeth. Mm-mm. You know, which is what I thought they did until I saw my my big male yawn once. I was like, holy fucking shit! Yeah, that was creepy. So, so, like, look at some of the island boas, like the hog islands. Oh, my pearl islands. I forgot to mention those, but um. I did get a successful litter of that last year, which I was extremely cool. proud of. Yeah, uh, but both of those boas have very narrow heads compared to the mainland cousins, um, which I think probably means it means they're eating smaller prey. Like which birds makes sense. The islands eat. ones they're waiting for the migratory birds to come through because mm-hmm. there's not rodent populations on those islands or lizards, or they're eating lizards yeah. on them. Yeah, 
So, all right. Uh, I never thought I'd be into boas, but now that we have a few, they're so much better. They're way better, aren't way they? Way better, way oh better, God. man. I'm like, just they're He's more, they're, they're more to entertaining to watch. The dark they're side. more entertaining to watch, hold, feed, breed, like everything yeah. about them. To boas me. and bull snakes. I think those are the two yeah. things I'm like. Isn't it interesting about. when you hold one, how you can feel the how different the musculature mm-hmm. is? Yes. Like a boa holds you back. A ball yeah. python just sits yeah. in your hand. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Uh, speaking of boas, if anybody would like to uh, buy some boas, you can check out Simply Serpents on Morph Market. I've got some boas for sale. <laughs> Especially if you like anneries. Especially if you like anneries. There are anneries on there. And maybe I'll make you a deal. And he has shipping supplies now. I do have shipping supplies thanks to Debbie the Shipping Queen. That's I got right. my reptiles to do shipping supplies. So, and they check, didn't have a tenner in them. <laughs> check, check out uh, Simply Serpents on Morph Market. So shipping's crazy, right? So like I started shipping uh, 2007 probably. And I had no... Um, up until a couple years ago, I think I maybe had two delayed shipments. And then, like, in the last two years, I think I've had eight. Yeah. And it's gone so nuts. So, when I order my heat tape, a lot of times I'd order it for overnight delivery. And three weeks in a row, it's taken two and a half days to get here. Yeah. yeah. So, I had one. So, it's a BOA being shipped. And uh, it got delayed. And it was hung up at the Indianapolis hub. And the excuse I got was the plane was full. So, it didn't make it on the plane. So first of all, a we're talking box. a 12 by 9 by 6 box that's marked priority. That weighs less than a pound? So the one that's marked priority didn't make it on the plane? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Somebody here posted the other day that their, uh, their bug shipment from yeah. Doobie, from Doobie got just thrown on their porch in the sun. Oh. And it had Doobie oh, roaches, crickets, and mealworms. Fried them. Friday, yeah. The dubious survived, but everything else was dead. Jennifer posted that, Jennifer, I think. Yeah. yeah, We had a lady in our neighborhood, neighborhood our today. neighborhood group today. Yep. She was like, whoever dropped off my package, I, my bearded dragon appreciates you. Like her crickets got the put crickets in, the wrong- in the wrong mailbox. And that person took them to like, and dropped them off at the right address, which I mean, we, we have a new mail lady. Because we have community mailboxes here. Yeah. Gotcha. And yeah. we have a new mail lady. So she's still like having a- She can't read numbers. God bless her. Apparently. She's trying. She was trying. So, uh, all right. Yeah, it's like let's, nine. Let's, I know. Let's wrap this up. And I still got to show. Phone's at 3%. I still got to show somebody in my snake room before that. Yeah, take them away. take them all the way home, too. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, she's not coming back. <laughs> James stays up all night. So, oh, oh yeah. No, I know that I'll if at 3 a.m. I wake up and I need house. to tell James something, I can message him and he's going to respond to it. I will probably be asleep before y'all leave to go back oh, to the funny. house. Yeah. Like, I'm not even kidding. Um, so, if you want to check you out and see what you have, these rainbow bows and all, where can they find you? Yeah, so Top Line Constrictors. Yeah, talking to the microphone, um, though. Top Line Constrictors. Facebook is probably the best thing. I don't have Instagram or anything. I'll, I'll try to... I'll, you should get an Instagram. You can link your Instagram to your Facebook, so when you post those pictures it's on Instagram... It's just one they, more thing to learn, and I'm kind of at this age where I don't like learning new things. <laughs> I, suck at, I suck at learning new technology, which is weird, because I used to be... Like, when I was a kid, that was my job. My parents would get the same phone as me, because I could teach them how to You'd use it. You'd have to learn. And now uh, it's our time. See, now, you're not the first one to tell me that. I keep hearing that I should do Instagram and just link them. So I need to do it. It's pretty. It's very easy. And the great thing is you can link them. And when I post a picture on Instagram, it automatically also posts on my Facebook. And so yeah, I don't have to do yeah. it in two places. And you get so many people follow, like will follow you on Instagram, especially if you start posting. Like I'm going to start posting a few pictures here and there of the snakes I have for sale. And then like yep. hashtag boas, hashtag boa imperator, hashtag boas for sale, whatever. Uh, and uh, I mean, it's just it's free. It's free. Might yeah, as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, and when I get home, I'll definitely take a bunch of pictures of the the rainbows and post them up on there for everybody to check out. I did do a picture of um, one of my Hog Island females shed the morning before we were leaving, and I got a great shot of her I put on there yeah. on the Facebook page. So 
Yeah, so you could reach out to me there. I also have top line constrictors at Gmail if you had any like boa questions, stuff like that. And then uh, also check out Herps for Herp shows. We talked about that. Check out uh, Little Shop of Horrors for your feeders. Check out LSReptileRacks.com for all of your racks and cages needs, acrylic needs, uh, any special order things, signs, anything. Contact Robert. He can do almost anything you need pencils. him to do. Pencils. You can get laser edge pencils. School's about to start. You can get your kids' yeah. names on those pencils. Or if there's a teacher. Or They'll a still lose them. A great, a great teacher gift is go, you know. Starting the year positive, Jason. A great teacher gift is Mr. or Mrs. Whatever and give them a pack of pencils with their names on it. That teacher, would be so cool. Teacher will love that. It's a great gift for a teacher. So check out Robert. He can he can get you hooked up with that. Um, again, check out. I now have snakes and I mean, check out Simply Serpents on Morph Market or on Facebook. You'll see what I have for sale. Um, and you guys should post pictures of uh, your new sand boas and post those on your pages. We will. Yeah. Oh, I will. oh absolutely. Um, and then check out us on uh, Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram, Facebook at gmail.com or Patreon. I'm I'm slightly begging now, just a little bit, a little bit, but. If you don't want to, it's cool. We're still going to put out a free podcast every week. This is 176. We'll 177 next week. I'm good. I have a guest for the next three weeks. I don't ever plan I'm only going to be here once for the next three weeks. Sucks for you. Yeah, it does. Uh, Aren't you going to be in Nebraska? I mean, Omaha at some point? That's on a Thursday through Sunday. Not Omaha. Uh, Ohio. Ohio. Ohio, yeah. Can't. Like I was thinking. I'm going going to Omaha. That's mutual of them? I don't know. No. Oh, baseball World Series! Baseball, yeah, I'm going to the NFL uh, Hall of Fame for Demarcus Ware. He's going into the Hall of Fame, and I'll be there next week uh, with yeah. my dad. It's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm super looking forward to it. I Happy said, anniversary! I never, I always said once he entered the NFL, I will go when he gets inducted. And my wife got me tickets to go to his induction. Go, Demarcus uh, Ware! I got you tickets. And you guys have an anniversary coming up in August. August. Oh, nice. So but yeah, no. Yeah, it's, it's an awesome it's trip that I've Our anniversary for in August cool. is year uh, too fucking many. That's 14. What it is. 14. 15. It's 15, by the no, way. No, it's not. It's 15, by the All way. Right. What day in August? Liz and I are the fourth. Isn't it 15? The 15th. I thought it was 15. No. Anyways. All right. So see y'all next week. Thank y'all for listening. We'll be back. Uh, Jason, thanks for coming over. Yeah, thank no, you. No, I really appreciate it. Thanks awesome. for having me. I was glad I got to hang out with you at the zoo and do this. And yeah. we went to dinner. So Great it was time. fun. Uh, everybody else, we'll be back next week. Bye. Goodbye. Later. Later.